0: I'm Lady Bro
1: Yo, This ha- is
0: Holden Stefan Roy.
1: That's right. And we are here uh-huh. We
0: yeah. are Bridge the Gap, and our guest today is Frank Stacks.
2: What's so, up, man? Thanks for having me, y'all. I, I guess I'll be uh, the Lady cousin.
3: L-
0: is that Liddy, Liddy, no, Liddy Bro, Liddy Bro stacks. Liddy Bro stacks in the book. Everybody, Liddy, Liddy Bro stacks in
1: the You just become a Liddy Bro. You just <laughs> get like, it's like the Borg in a sense. You just become, you get assimilated. It's like Negan.
0: It. It. It's
2: like Negan. We are Negan. We are Liddy Bros. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Nah, everybody's Liddy Bro. So, uh this is our show, Bridge the Gap, right? And usually, Holden opens up, which is why he, right now he, like, keeps on trying to jump in, and he's like, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. This is so weird. It is he's like, what's going on? Very bizarre. It's not going to switch everything up on me before yeah. I'm ready. It happens. It, it happens. So usually, Holden opens up, but I opened up, right? And um, he, he has, like, an opening up question, right? But, like, it's a whole different format, right? And instead of doing that, right, I'm gonna ask you first front off the bat first question before he gets to ask anything is please introduce yourself to the people tell them who you are and where you're from
2: all right i like that all right cool all right so that's easy my name is frank Stax. i'm from the bay area hayward california uh i guess you could say you know i'm a battle rapper i don't battle rap a lot but you know over the years i've been you might see me pop in and out the scene here or there and uh you know, I'll be making music for shit. Uh as long as I was able to find a place to record some shit. So long time, man. Long time. Damn. Appreciate day, have me on.
1: That's a great answer. Alright, so then Yeah, no, I'm I'm so like thrown off. I'm like I don't even know how to transition properly right now. <laughs> so then typically Flacco would just break down why we're doing all this and tell his 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 story of um, uh how yeah no let's do that
0: wave. this this yeah let's keep on going with let's, the exact like flow, except we just did it a little bit different this time um <laughs> yeah so check it bro so like the way this show came about right was like uh I was doing the Liddy Bro album you know rollout and whatnot and um the engineer from that project was uh homie from Montreal and uh he mixed down the whole project and he shared our stuff. And like, you know, he's one of those engineers that like works with a lot of people, but then doesn't share any of their stuff ever anywhere, you know, because then it sets a precedence that he has to kind of share everyone's all the time, you know, so like he steers clear of that, but he shared ours. And that sparked Holden's interest because Holden has been his friend for a minute. And he noticed that like, I know this guy engineers, I know he works with a lot of people. I know he doesn't ever promote anything. So for him to promote this it's got to be pretty all right. So he went checked it out and he came across Lady Bros and then he did like a album review on us and it was like wild like wildly like uh uh incredibly well articulated. The man was incredibly well articulated, right? And then so I was like, "Yo, we should do an interview. We did an interview, right? And let me tell you, Frank, bro, after that interview I was like, what the fuck? Why is it that I've done hip hop for so long and I never got asked some of these questions? You know what I mean? Like yeah. growing up, like Baby Flaco, Baby Dutch, Baby Gap Man. You know what I mean? Like why didn't I get ever asked about any of that? And then so immediately, typical hood motherfucker that I am, right? You know what you do? As soon as you like come up on some fly shit, what you do? You hit up the homies, like yo. You know, I came up on this dope shit. You know, <laughs> you should do this as well. And so here we are. Like I've been hitting like up him. all of y'all and uh hitting y'all up because I want y'all to sit with the homie Holden and like get asked some of these questions that like he's really good at asking. Shit. Like so I like I, I,
2: I, I like how you said that he critiqued the album and the way that he did it was like so intricate because usually somebody will critique your shit whether it's good or bad. It's like oh that's dope. It's dope, yeah. I like that one song, but when yeah. somebody actually can dive into where they're actually listening, yeah. to this shit, like from an engineer standpoint, like and they can appreciate it, that gives you it, it makes you feel a bit better about the fucking work you're doing. So, like, that's dope, yeah.
3: yeah. I was listening
1: to Absolutely. your work too. You're quite a wonder. Your flows, your flows is like your versatility, they're the airiness of the way you yeah, dance on a facts. beat. Lyrically, it's like, man, you're funny. I don't know how else to put it. Like you, you do everything. I saw those clips of you doing every, I guess I saw everything. So it's like hard to like put it, but your songwriting then kicks in and it's like, anyway, what's really though. Yeah. Near the end there, near the
0: end there, like we go live before the show, um, on like Holden's end with like his switch audience. And like, he just plays like music from the artists or battles, whatever they have online, you know, some guys is just like some cool interviews they got online. Um. You remember Jay Smooth from back in the grind time days and shit, you know, so like with Jay Smooth, we'll like sit there, watch like a whole, you know, TED Talk or something like that. But like we were playing your music and like at the end, like out of nowhere, I don't know if like Holden pressed that one song on purpose or not, but it was like, it it was totally different than like a majority of all the other, you know, rappers of joke content. But like it just goes to show like the versatility and like, yeah, the it's... ability, the tool, where, where the toolkit really is, you know?
2: Yeah, it's it's crazy, bro, because we're we're so known for doing the rap as a joke shit because it, it's to be honest, it's more marketable than any any hood shit. Like people, like it doesn't matter if it's an old white dude at the bar, if I'm wearing a rap as a joke shirt, he wants one. If I'm at a at a hood show and I see some dudes, they're they're all fucking like clearly on some rap shit, they want one. So mm. when we start doing rap as a joke, but well, realistically, like we're we're fucking rappers first. We're rappers that chose like to do comedy. So it's yeah. sometimes you have to dig a little deeper before you find a way. He actually made a serious song. Like, wait a
3: minute, yo, hold, hold on, on a minute.
1: We, we got to get to, we got to do this proper. Cause yo, what we do though, is we walk through your life and we delve yeah, into the fans. journey of who you are. And then all of this stuff comes out in like accidental ways, just by the, the virtue of the way we do it. Cause, uh, it started off with this token question that we, we give and then you'll get, you'll get the vibe of it, I think. So it's a bit of a story. And then when it lands and whatnot, you can just kind of take it however you want. It starts out with my girlfriend, and she's washing the dishes. And she's she's got her phone playing that black-eyed piece on. That, I got a
3: feeling. Ooh.
1: She's like dancing around, and she's bopping, and she's doing her thing. And I started thinking about this song. Because this song it's like now in this place where she's doing dishes and chores and it's it's playing that role in her life but if we go back like 10 years ago i can vividly remember being super drunk in clubs and circles jumping around to that same very song in a very different vibe and a very different energy and so i thought it was super nifty how like this one song as it moved throughout time has a completely different role and purpose than its original inception like way back in the day which got me thinking about all of the club musics today the cardi b's all these different things and how like 10 years from from now they're going to be the future chores and exercise musics and whatnot that people have getting turned up to a bunch of kids are going to wash their moms washing dishes to up is just what's going to happen and then i thought about like how that kind of has like musics on a journey right and that got me thinking about our own musical journeys a little bit and a lot of times when we think about ourselves we in our music and all the preferences we start in that adolescent area because that's when we have our identities and we get our own preferences and stuff but really our story our story doesn't really start there when it comes to music that that's always kind of been around us it's just part of been a, a part of our environments for Ever. so it got me thinking just for myself like if i really think about it i can picture myself being like four or five years old and my dad's got all these gray boxes with the wires going to the speakers and he's playing all these like led zeppelin tapes and stuff and at night it would be like the 90s dance music and different things and at christmas we had these like techno dance christmas song stuff my mom had disco and other stuff i can't remember but like all these different sounds kind of kind of just really laid this foundation for like everything that was going to happen with regards to music in my life later on so i was hoping you could take us back to a young frank stacks like four or five years old as early as you could remember and just tell us a little bit about the soundscape of your existence
2: that's a pretty good question i mean like like he like Dutch mentioned earlier, you know what I'm saying, nobody's ever asked me to take it back to four or five, but I could definitely do that, and I appreciate that question. So I guess, you know, growing up, all the time, I feel like my parents were always playing music, like big speakers, you know, early 80s, like always something was bumping. And throughout your childhood, you might not like, you know, some of the shit that your parents listen to or whatever, because you've got your own shit once you start, you know, kind of getting in your own groove of, of what you listen to, but they constantly we're listening to you know fuck the grateful dead led zeppelin uh hella blues and fucking just like i guess maybe typical shit for like you know some some rockers in the 80s or whatever it was but also mtv had just kind of started coming out so as a kid you're glued to the tv all the time like i was glued to mtv like i didn't care what it was i didn't give a fuck if it was boy george or motherfucking the the monkeys or like whoever it was on on MTV, like in the early 80s, I was watching that shit. So for me, never really think about it, you know, till now when you ask me the question, but there was always music in every room of the house that I was in. Uh, um, Probably influenced me quite a bit. You know what I'm saying? Like not knowing like subconsciously like. Yeah, that's amazing. When 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 I got older, you know, too, and I realized like the shit that I didn't really like that my parents were bumping, now I'm bumping it.
1: Yo, like, big I love, facts. I love,
2: I love Great Grateful Dead, bro. I love that, that. That
0: happened. I think that's happening to all of us all at of the us. same time because and we're having a conversation about that. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I grew up with my parents playing Latin music, and I hated it growing up. And now I'm like going back to all those same songs, and like those songs are like what I'm playing on vacation in Puerto Rico. It's just like why am I listening to this? It's just like because it was crack. It was always cracked. You was just was not into game. it back then. Yeah, you don't
2: know. And it's, it's funny too, like some of the some of the older rock shit, like motherfuckers was rapping. Like Grateful yeah, I, Dead it. was rapping. Like said to be coming up, but a daydream. So you know, all that type of shit like trucking. like motherfuckers was rapping. Like you yeah. they just you know, they just rapping in the seventies. Like it was a whole different yeah. just, whatever the fuck they was coming up with, it was music that then you know, fast forward twenty years later when we're rapping. Like, that's what mm-hmm. the shit came from to begin with, was all the old school shit. So, yeah, that, it, it does evolve uh, on, on its own, and then you accidentally evolve with it. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's uh, mad
1: fresh. But before we move on from this era, there's more questions to ask, because you're in the 80s, right? So it's a whole different vibe. I'm only born in 87, and I come from Montreal. So I have no idea outside of talking to maybe Lush One what it's like to even remotely be in your part of the world at all. <laughs> no, i guess i'm not really up up to, to date on that so if you're a young one uh and like the inception or early hip-hop life is starting to pop off uh are, are, are you like impacted by this outside of the realms of mtv or whatever you're seeing are you like in, influenced yeah. by stuff like the dance culture as a young one are you a little dancer
2: yeah well i i actually was in a break crew in junior high i fucking sucked at it you know, I, I can still do a little flair you know in the kitchen you know when, when trying to impress my kids
3: uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh. uh uh talking my it, language now when it when it came out you know like I mean we all did a little bit of something whether it was graffiti or or beatboxing or or turntable I feel like in that whole era when you're when you're addicted to a certain culture or subculture like you kind of try to tap into all of that shit um nice. just which just, which one are you good at you know which one are you good at maybe you paint really well maybe you're good you know you do graph that's your thing you're addicted to that or or you're good at beatboxing, you make beats, or, or fuck, you're the one dude that's like, hey, kick a rhyme, so you got to be the one that's fucking rapping this shit. I think yeah. that um, growing up, like here in the 80s too, I mean, nowadays you have more access to music and shit. Like somebody can pull up their phone and be like, hey, you heard the new so-and-so, peep this shit. But back then it was like, I'm eight years old, there's no way I'm going to hear NWA unless some older kid down the street is like, hey, come check out this tape I got. Mm-hmm. You go in and I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this? They're saying bad words and they're fucking wilding out on some <laughs> like, that. yeah, like yo, this shit, is, like this shit is crazy. When and you're a little
0: kid and you hear bad words on a song
2: for
3: the first time, yeah, Sunday,
2: like we, we like- all fuck that bit, you know, all that shit. You're like, and 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 I remember even um, like because it was kind of new still, like in the early '80s, like you gotta think like, what do we have? We had MC Hammer and or not early '80s, but you know, '88 '89. We had Hammer, NWA, uh, the Fresh Prince. You know, like of of what we are being shown out here, like what is mainstream? Like that's the kind of that's the only shit that we that touches our ears out here in the Bay Area was mainstream shit. Obviously MC Hammer was, you know, he's from out here and 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 Humpty was from out here, so we know about digital underground and shit like that. But when NWA came, it was like holy shit, you know, and then to get that tape and then you got to listen to it and you got to sneak around because you're fucking seven years old and you listen <laughs> hey mr Dope man you think you're slick you know you all that shit, so,
1: well, um, so so you're like seven years old getting introduced to nwa because a guy up the street just happened to have the tape and that's the only way to get it which i love is how you went with it because that's half the reason I asked this question Is like you know get some perspective on life sometimes the the 17 year old growing up on youtube his whole life has a different reality than say that reality that you experienced i know like i um i i didn't get exposed to all the elements and stuff so even just hearing about that is, is super fascinating to me and i love it uh, sorry, sorry my, go ahead.
2: no i was gonna say there the, there was one the one way where i was able to to kind of uh no pun intended but bridge the gap with you know what i'm listening to what i'm liking and like how how are my parents going to let me slap this shit? you know what i'm saying so I remember Will Smith had that song, uh, You Saw My Blinker Bitch. Right. I mean, that's fucking rap is a joke, right there. That whole I don't know, I don't know if you're familiar with that song, but uh that you probably remember You Saw My Blinker Biz,
0: I was gonna say Bismarck key picking boogers. There's a whole
2: Dude, bunch like, of like all the shit where it's like, okay, I can show my mom this, and like oh, she yeah. actually thinks it's dope. To mm-hmm. where like, okay, now she fast forward, now she don't give a fuck if I'm slapping gin and juice or whatever yeah. the fuck it might be the case. Um, but wow. also
1: so hold on, I would say. You found like the funny raps to condition your parents into being okay with the serious raps.
2: Yes, and 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 that includes to to has to go. I have to include this is Weird Al, because motherfucking Weird Al was. Okay, let let me take go back even farther. When did the fucking Transformers movie come out? That's nineteen eighty-five. I got the poster right there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's a song on that nineteen eighty-five, bro. There's a song on that. Uh, soundtrack from Weird Al Yankovic, and it's called Dare to Be Stupid, and I mean, it's basically the 1985 version of Go Dumb, Go Hypey, whatever the fuck. So, Weird Al was huge because everybody in my house would, could listen to this shit because it's funny, right? Like Weird Al, rap is a joke. Humpty Hump, rap is a joke. Motherfucking Fresh Prince, rap is a joke. Sure Mix a lot, rap is a joke. Like these, yeah. type of These type of like humorous elements, Bismarcky, like shit, like they all were doing rap is a joke shit. Mm. but when when rap was still fresh rap was still new like music was already kind of evolving so for obviously like you know you listen i'm listening to tupac and nwa and shit like that too but the shit that was more acceptably listened to not in the headphones was that other type of shit
1: yeah that's like that is the most fascinating and first time that that has even come up like frankly comedy rap has not come up at all in any of the interviews or done with anybody ever not that it's like a crazy number, but it's still like enough to be like, this is a first, but then also yeah, the well, reasons that you got it just, into you know it. What?
0: I think it's kind of funny that it, it like that you say that because like, I think that like Frank can like attest, like, I think that that's part of the reason why him and me and a lot of uh, some of us who in particular did used to use comedy in our battles, like, the ones that were, like, a little bit better than the other guys that were just going for senseless, stupid shit, you know? Like, we kind of, like, had a great, like, admiration or respect for each other, you know? And, like, I definitely, like, that's a main reason why, like, I was, like, really fucking with uh, both you and El Money, you know, back in the day since, like, when I first heard y'all, where it was just like, yo, these guys are fucking good. Because it also, like, I was telling Holden, it takes, like, a, it takes more, it takes more to be funny then it does sometimes other things like I feel like the people who can do like funny things in in rap are capable of doing everything else easier more so than other guys being who maybe don't do like things funny or anything like that or like entertaining things they have a harder time getting in that wheelhouse right
1: Nah, but I just, I just, I guess, I don't know. Whenever I see something completely new that comes up, I just like to like point it out. Cause it's super, yeah, interesting. No, yeah, it's going to make right. me think about that forever. And I'm going like, to bring I it totally up in future have, interviews. Like, always... Cause yo, the idea of leveraging comedy as a way to get people more interested in you know, that's a, that's a practical takeaway for like getting just people more right. interested in the genre as a whole or the culture that's fucking cool. But y'all well, just... think
2: about stand-up comedy, like there's stand-up comedians out there that, that basically they're preaching, but they're doing it in a comedic way. Like mm. like George Carlin. He's always on some political shit, but the motherfucker was hilarious. And, you know, like or or sometimes comedians talk about some dark shit and it's some real shit. But they do it as a funny way to kind of introduce it to people, you know, and um yeah, it's dope.
1: Yeah, it's fresh though. So basically you're you're getting introduced to all of this because I mean, I don't know. I guess how do you find this music? Like outside of is it just like random places or is it MTV? I, I I don't even know how people found Weird Al back then.
2: Dude, I don't remember how I found uh how I came across Weird Al, but I knew that once I did, it was it was a fucking rap. Like I had to have So you had you here. had
0: you had heard him before that Transformer soundtrack? No, then. that
2: was the first time I heard him, but I also didn't know that it was him until I got older. Where Word. I that that part of that movie that I hella liked as a kid, where I was like, that song is so dope. Where I'm like, oh, he had a fucking music video for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, for that song that was in the fucking you know the fucking Transformers movie where they killed after his Prime. Like you know what I'm saying? So yeah, nah, that
0: movie was super impactful to our youth. I think. Yeah, <laughs> and the music was too. I had
2: to, I was bumping the whole soundtrack. But yeah, gonna, no, the music was done.
0: too. I mean, fucking the the lead song is to this day like you know, you know like huge people are still redoing
1: it yeah my be- it. it's like my best friend's favorite movie of all time you know it, it's powerful yeah
0: see like so was in the, the comments by
1: a I couple of years but like it, i understand how cool it is stills um did you try graph like was that something else you dabbled in or is that something i was around yeah in? i mean
2: i i used to fucking i used to do graffiti a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I was never nearly as good as all the other dudes that that I knew that did it. Um, But I got books, you know, I got like books of where we would just do all everybody would do their graffiti in it and shit. And actually I got a book somewhere, um, here like when you, cause you just run into motherfuckers at parties and house parties and shit and somebody will just do like do a little throw up in your in your graffiti book your or whatever. Book. yeah no, I, got, I already know i got shit from like fredo and swarm from like before i even knew who they were you know what i'm saying wow. like way back like before like we even knew each other as rappers like early 2000s you know um from them in one of my books i got their shit my like, holy shit that's that's wow because it's just you get a house party and motherfucker pull out a graph book and just and tag that shit um but that was that was like a phase you know what i'm saying for me like I tried it. Sucked at it, but I was always good at rapping. So,
1: so were you like singing when you were young? Like, was that something that was like always around, or were you just like? Um, you, should we go I back.
2: Tried, yeah, I did. I actually did theater um, in high school, but I fucking sucked at singing so bad, dude. I just couldn't do it. Like, I couldn't. Like, I I wish to this now in in hindsight. I wish I took like vocal lessons and shit, because it it would have improved my like fucking my my studio uh, abilities quite a bit if i actually was able to harness i could sing low like nate dog but i can't sing sing you know what i mean mm-hmm. like um but like i did theater because it like there was nothing else really to do like in the arts and shit like that out here and like i was hella into theater it was hella bitches and that was cool and i think that that also that kind of gave me more like you know i end up on the stage anyways you know what i'm saying doing some shit so i always had fucking nuts to go up there and do whatever the fuck i wanted to and that's the, probably thanks to you know uh trying to do some you know theater competitions and shit when I was
1: when younger yeah that's fresh so like when did you develop like was that just because of the convenience of it like you went to high school and it was just there and you went into it or were you like already kind of interested in that when you were younger and already wanted to be in the spotlight a bit
2: yeah, I was pretty wild. I was, I was pretty out outgoing and shit. But I think that um, I never would have just been like, oh, I want to act or nothing. But I was, uh, you had to pick your, you know, you got to pick your fucking electives as a freshman. And I was in like drama class or some shit. And I was like, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to be in there. I actually got stuck in on accident. And I was like, this fucking sucks, man. Like, I don't want to be here all these fucking weirdos. And they didn't have a lot to choose from i remember like not like going through like what electors left like i wasn't gonna take german and spanish or whatever the fuck. you know what i'm saying so um i'm in the fucking drama class and then it ended up the teacher was hella dope and she like introduced us to like all kind of movies and shit that we i never would have knew about like just certain actors and uh like how they're able to play roles and like like christopher walken and all this kind of shit that like nobody else is gonna sit you aside and and show you this stuff like again you got to discover things on your own unless somebody Put you in front of it. Put you on it. She was, you know, really adamant about, look, you dumb motherfuckers, you need to learn about like movies, and, and, and like all the time it's like, um you know, your parents got signed this permission slip so you so you could watch this this wild ass film I'm about to show you. But <laughs> uh, that that was a big part of it too. You know what I mean? Just being like seeing all the shit that. Porkies I and shit, watching
0: porkies yeah, at school. I wouldn't,
2: I wouldn't <laughs> have watched it. I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have came home from school. And chose to watch it. Not a damn one of those fucking bitch-ass old people movies. You know what I'm saying? But when you sit down and you're kind of forced to, to experience uh, shit, it opens, opens up your eyes a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. I can appreciate that a lot. I had to watch, like, Old oh Brother, Where Art Thou in a Class? And that is a strange movie to have to, like, studiously go into. Um yeah. So when did you, like... Do you remember some of the first like music that you really really got into? Not just like you had access to, but like you first really like that was what, like your shit, your first favorite musical acts, you could say.
2: Bill Dee. Bill Dee. Mm-hmm.
0: MC Hammer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Jackson. You mm-hmm. um, was you was into the the up tempo uh, dancing to go with the singing and the rapping. And you like that new Jack pop.
2: Yeah. So like, I remember even for Christmas one year, I got, I got a Michael Jackson CD, what it, whoever I just named off. I got probably all those, like when CDs first came out, mm. like I, that was like my first CDs ever was Michael Jackson, Hammer, Rebel DeVoe and a couple other ones. Like all my other shit obviously had been on tape, you know, before that. But once I got my CD player, I think that it was kind of, it was on at that point. Yeah. You know, to rewind, you going to rewind shit with the fucking pencil no more. You know what I'm saying?
1: So on the question tapes. of tapes, were you one of those guys that was dubbing off the radio and making your oh, own? 100 percent. I still have those motherfucking tapes. I still got them. <laughs> I got a box of tapes, and wow.
2: you could see where you know I'd push push record and 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 you know stop and like to like try to cut the person from talking the next over the next song and shit. But yeah, I still got actual tapes of recording shit off the radio because then then I got my own fucking mixtape. I can ride around in the car, you know. Once I turn sixteen, do whatever the fuck I want.
1: Oh, that's that's so fucking cool for but it's cool that you still have those like
2: that's, uh, that's, i actually bought i actually recently bought a fucking uh like portable cassette player just so i can play some of the shit i mean fuck i have um i used to have like a mini recorder like uh not like the one from from uh, uh home alone with the dude had a little talk boy too but like just a regular little recorder and we would rap on that shit it took it took a regular size tape a big, a big tape and we would rap on that shit and we used to Oh, I
3: had one of those. Yeah. I
0: had one of those. Those were awesome because it was like the regular uh D90 mix tapes like uh that you could just pop them in there and and record your own little, you know, bootleg like song.
2: And I had the little boombox where you could push record on it and then like we'd be riding around in the car <laughs> with two boomboxes like one of them hit record and the other one would be playing a beat and hella batteries and shit <laughs> the city, yeah, spending hella money on batteries riding around you know we're like 16 riding around uh, playing a beat on one boombox and fucking rapping while we're driving and recording on the other one and all that shit going on a little tape
1: yo that was definitely one of the most practical things I think you ended up doing given what I see on uh, your rap Is a joke YouTube channel across a decade <laughs> Like for oh, real,
2: it, it fucking worked. <laughs> it fucking worked.
1: Nah, but that's so cool, and nice. I love it because, like, I'm actually really inspired by what young people do because they figure out how to do things without money. And I feel like sometimes we let money get in the way of good decision making. So just hearing the innovation of how you're able to like practice or to create with just the tools that are around you and just what you you did to gain that skill uh it's really insightful and and i think it's beneficial for people to hear that kind of stuff especially just to again have that perspective on the past but also yo that means you can just literally go on TikTok and bust a beat and start rapping today no excuses just get it you know like uh but if you wanna like if we just want to go back to when did you start actually getting to that point of rapping if you're doing it in the car like when did you start going i'm a rap
2: um it's definitely an elementary school, but it was not, again, it wasn't even on purpose because you don't know how to come up with like your own rap. You know what I mean? Like you would just rap somebody else's shit. Like you would rap fucking, you know, whatever your favorite song was, you knew the lyrics, you'd rap it. And I remember, um, this kid, it probably like fifth or sixth grade, this kid had a little, one of them little mini recorder things. And he wanted to, he, cause I knew every word to fucking, uh, what was it? Uh, like, the first Dr. Dre Snoop song, Snoop song that came out. What the fuck was it called? Um, it
1: was, the uh, Undercover 187 one?
2: No, no, I'm sorry. The next one. The the one that, like, was, like, mainstream. Um...
0: Oh, shit. Um... Are you talking about Dre
2: Day?
3: Oh, yeah, Dre,
2: not... Dre Day. Dre Day. Yeah, yeah Dre Day. So um, he, everybody knew I knew all the words to that shit. So he was like, hey, I want to record you uh, rapping on the words to this shit. And everybody was like, oh, my God, this is the tightest thing ever. This fool's literally rapping the whole fucking song. And then everybody would like, oh, I want to hear that rap. You know what I'm saying? Like on the little thing. There's no beat or nothing. I'm just, I just rap it. Like, should I probably do the word better then that I do now? Um, yeah, just rap. You know, rapping the whole shit. And then somebody was like, Yo, "You should make. You should just rap, rap some or rap something else." And I'm like, I, I got nothing
0: else to rap. There's always that one guy. There's always know. that one guy, pushy motherfucker. <laughs> that is, but you know what? You gotta bless his heart, that yeah. pushy motherfucker. Cause he always pushes all of us to be like, you're right, I need my own raps now. <laughs> yeah.
2: Nah, but then, you know what I started doing was,
0: still not understanding
2: the concept of coming up with my own rap was I would write down somebody else's rap. Like I, and I only remember doing this with, with Outkast for some fucking reason, with their first, with their first album, Southern Playlist: of Cadillac funk music. I would write down their lyrics and then I would rewrite their lyrics, but with different words. Mm -hmm. it was like the same like
1: so you're already like busting the weird out tactics off the jump
2: dude i like not even knowing that i'm doing it yeah not even not even realizing it's crazy but i gotta like fast forward till later a lot of the rap is a joke shit we did was parody i still do the same thing like i'll write i'll i'll copy paste their lyrics i'll look at it i'm like all right i need to make this shit about some fucking zoo animals or whatever the fuck yeah and you know
1: Honestly, I really appreciate you. Your 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 just whole like approach to this is incredible. You're just like this is interesting and I just did this and I got really good at this and I kept doing this. Appreciate it. Yep. That is that's Great a fun. that's probably how most of us should fucking live life.
2: <laughs> yeah. <If you're laughs> the only, the only problem is then all of a sudden one day you think you're so damn dope. So you don't got to do nothing but be dope. And then you realize like you got to do other shit. You can't just be dope. There's a lot of motherfuckers out there yeah. that is dope. And mm. they don't, you know, what it, uh, a lot. you know, uh, 90% of this shit is your business. 10% of this shit is your talent. You know what I'm saying? So,
1: yeah, I do. I, I actually do feel that a lot. I feel like that was a great plug for that concept. So you start rapping because somebody is like, you'll make your own rap. <clears throat> and you're like young in elementary school becoming a parody rapper off the drum. That's yeah, pretty much at. and then at one point i guess that's it you just start running that. do you like do a lot how do you like manifest this do you like record it a lot do you like are you like 10 years old busting it out at parties like
2: yeah i'm still not doing it that often i'm just kind of doing it like for myself um but then when i was in junior high motherfuckers would be battling the shit that's the first time i seen like dudes will always be battling at school like circle of dudes battling and i'm just like i'm like listening to these motherfuckers and i'm like I way doper than these dudes you know what i'm saying but like i'm not about to be the first white dude to jump up in the fucking cypher and start rapping for there's no damn way that that was gonna happen you know what i mean like
3: even though i
2: respect it i respect it too but even though like back then you know like we live in the bay area so like the least amount of my friends were white like everybody Uh has chinese friends japanese friends you know mexican puerto rican black fucking chinese you name it right like it, like, everything like it's like a fucking melting pot so but still like you're only rapping if you're black it don't it don't fucking matter if you're fucking none of that shit so you gotta like sneak it in you know what i'm saying you gotta like tell one of your homies like hey yo check this shit out you know what i'm saying They're, yo 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 frank's dope yo, frank white you know and then it kind
3: of
2: <laughs> start getting like pumped up you know and then the next thing you know you're fucking getting a lot of people mad at you because you're clowning the shit out of them you know on the blacktop, <laughs> but. um yeah, had to ease, had to ease my way in there.
0: I, I Question, lie. um, right. So this will be like a, a long one for you to answer. Pause, because um, do you know L Money at this point? And I think that it's valid to like explain who L Money is, right?
2: Mm. That's a great. That you actually you actually came in at like the perfect time, right? So. Me and El Money went to the same junior high school. Okay. And, and, uh, but i would never seen him at school. I only seen him in detention. Only time I seen him when I was, <laughs> when I was in detention. And and he was, sc- you know, he was the scariest, angriest motherfucker. And, w- and his brother was a year older. So when, I, when we're in seventh grade, his, his brother's in eighth grade. Like, and his brother was like, his brother was like weird on purpose. Like his brother, like you just don't fuck with his brother. But El Money was like, <laughs> but El Money was like, nah, I'm a hood dude. Like and I'm gonna do hood shit all the time and I don't give a fuck, but I only seen them in 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 fucking detention and you cannot talk in detention, and the fucking detention lady, um, supposedly was E40's cousin or some shit, and she was like the most hood motherfucker there, and if you t- and she would fuck you up like physically, like you cannot talk in detention, <laughs> and like I seen her take two dudes' heads and smash them together and drag them off like like in junior high, like she ended up getting fired, years, she ended up getting fired years later for some shit, like she was like violent. But in the detention, you're, you're facing the stall and you're doing whatever the fuck you're doing. You can't talk until it's time to go pick out the garbage. Pick up the garbage and shit. And, like, you try to, like, find a way to sneak, sneak and crack jokes and fucking, you know, t- detention. But you can't do it. So, this El Money, he's just, like, the angriest. You don't even want to talk to him when you're out picking up garbage during detention because, like, he might kill you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, but they come to turn out, the motherfucker is goofier than me. Like, he's, like, you know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> Like but he's just got to be like that, you know. Just, we got to just be angry and hard and shit because we're in detention. Like, yo, I'm in here for a reason because I don't give a fuck. I don't go to school. I'm a gangster, you know. So, um, obviously, we make you know all, all the everything you know about us. Like, clearly, he's fucking hilarious, right? But still, you don't want to fuck you don't want to fuck with him at the same time because his fist is the size of your fucking head. So it's like we still never got to kick it. Like we still never kicked. it. I think like we had a couple of mutual friends who birthday parties we was at, and he was always doing some wild shit. And I'm just like, man, you can't, I can't kick it with this dude. He's too, he's too fucking crazy. He's too fucking crazy give me trouble, man. fuck give me trouble? Little did I know, I'd be making a fucking lifelong rap marriage with this motherfucker a few years later. You know what I'm saying? But it all, it all makes sense. Honestly, Four.
1: that's incredible. That's an incredible, so you met him there. That's a great time to ask that question, Flacco. I don't know if you knew that or if it was an accident. No, I did not.
0: That's,
2: Bro, it's fucked not. up. If you, if, you, if you pop open the yearbook, because his last name Jackson and mine is Jones. Right, so if you pop open the yearbook, which we didn't notice until years later either, is his picture's right above mine in the fucking like it's like boop boop, you know what I'm saying? Like that could have damn near been the album cover itself, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. It's, it's a bunch of, it's just a bunch of Joneses and Jacksons, just like in, a, in one page. You know I mean?
0: <laughs> the album cover is just like two red circles, like one over <laughs> your
3: face, one over his, and shit. Yep. Yep. that's a fire <laughs> album
1: cover. That's incredible, dude. I'm yo. I, I like it when that happens, right? Where, like, you have this situation where you can just connect with somebody and 20-whatever years later, I'm guessing, um, is y'all doing the things. Like, I checked your stuff. I'm like, no, this is, like, they're still active. They're, like, they're still posting stuff. They just did a merch drop. You can go buy rap as a joke merch.
2: You see my my shameless plug right here?
1: I actually didn't (laughs) notice. I saw your hat, though. So your hat I thought was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, nah. The, the merch game for rappers, a joke is not a joke, and it is. They, it, I can tell you, um, absolutely. Like you know, Holden, a uh, uh, little little side, you know, D wall deviation, real quick. Holden's like anti T shirts with merch, right? Um, he's just like, what? What do people want my T shirt for? What? What? Why would people want my T shirt?
3: Yeah. Let me tell you something.
0: That rap is a joke t-shirt. He's not lying. Like, everywhere I went in New York yeah, City I with that shirt. shirt on, it was always, always an attention grabber. Everywhere. It didn't matter, yeah. like he said, what environment. I could be in, like, I could be around, like, white guys at a bar, at an Irish bar, and, like, they're going to love it. And then, like, I'm in the hood, and, like, everybody in the hood loves it. Like, it's just one of those things that, I don't know, like, rap no, it's, is a joke. It's so, just, it's so good. It just... It's It's it's, It's but it also like
1: reminds me of being 20 honestly it reminds me of the way that satire manifested on t-shirts when i was 20 but it's also like hilarious like honestly i saw it and i'm like i don't normally want to buy people's merchandising but one day i'm gonna buy this guy's merchandising because fuck that's a cool ass shirt but but that's the thing it's like i see that and i'm like man i'm gonna go do something different you know it's like the world just doesn't need me to throw my logo on a shirt. For if I can come up with something that's as "fucking blessed" as rap is a joke, that I think is that cool, then sure. But that's that cool. Like that's in a tier of like, it's catchy, it's it's ironic, it,
0: it's everything. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I didn't even mean it to like make it sound like you know you should. Like I meant to like this is what you mean in that yeah. in that scenario. Yeah, it's, it's just like, like yo to to like put something on a t shirt. It should be something that's like really grabbing that people want to have and they want to add to their collection. And people want to add like rap is a joke on a shirt to their collection and walk around with that because it absolutely is like a conversation starter.
1: But then like you look into it and it's like, yo, they just flexing on everybody.
0: And oh, there has been
2: time hey, there's been times where I'm wearing that shirt and motherfuckers would straight come at me. Like, what the fuck you mean? My cousin rap.
0: <laughs> I can see that happening.
2: And too. I'm just like, man, and that's happened hell times, and I'm like, okay, let's have a conversation about it then. I'm, I'm like, I'm and then you know what I hit him with is is who's your favorite rapper? Oh, Tupac. Okay, well, so you don't like uh you don't like Nelly? You know, you don't like uh whoever's out at the time, you know, you don't like uh Ludacris? No, no, no. I listen to that old shit. I was like, okay, so then rap is a joke, motherfucker.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like
2: oh. yeah. I'm not saying rap sucks. Like, obviously I fucking rap. And sometimes I'd have to fucking prove it. You know what I'm saying? Or they'd like, especially if they are a rapper or they'd be like, nah, you want to buy my CD? And I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll trade you one or let's spit some bars or something. But but motherfucker don't, they're they're, they're not even on that whole hype. But it's like, that's the reality. It's like, the fuck, man? Like the same way you talk about like, I don't like my parents' music when I'm a kid, but it's like, you could do rock as a joke. At the same on the same
0: token everything everything can be is a joke
1: yeah but then it's also like my guy you you flex with, with your skill right like and the fact that like just on like a more analytical front i don't actually think a lot of stuff is funny i thought your shits on point with its funniness like you're, you're yeah. you have a grasp for like satire where you don't need to put a disclaimer and that's like mad rare Maybe you need a disclaimer in this era. But in general, like you know, like whew, your shit was spot on. And I like that made it really funny for me. Like that you shit. Know you
0: guys you guys did like a a solid few years there where like I remember it wasn't around the time when like um uh mercy came out? Like y'all were really snapping on everything. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: That yeah. was crazy.
0: That that and whole album was crazy. That album, yeah, it was um like you guys hit a zone, a whole nother like like you know, whole nother right. atmosphere with what y'all All are right. doing, and and it is, it, it, like he's right, like it's, it yeah, it it is, um, like spoof, but it's just, it's when anything is done very well, it, it transcends. I mean, I was, was just thinking
1: of yeah. the SmackaVelli song. That's like a flex, you know, like you you dropped a factual flex. So I'm listening to this while I'm talking and chatting with with Dutch Vega, right? And then he's like, "Who's the first guy from the West Coast that came to Smack? Whatever, ask this, ask Dutch Vega, ask Poison Pan. I'm like, "Wait a second, I can legitimately do this," which was a great moment in my life. But that whole song was a flex. Hey, <laughs> you're, you're dancing, that shit is pristine. But you're basically oh, gross. you're
3: talking
2: about the you're talking about the uh, the. That new know. song that yeah hey, um, rap, rap, rap
1: battle rap is a battle joke, is a joke? Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. One. yeah, okay that's it so I don't know the new. I'm name glad sometimes. you heard that.
2: That's a good song. I'm glad you showed him that song.
1: He didn't show me that. I just found it. No, he
2: came oh, across dope. it on his own. Oh shit! I'm glad you found that song. Yeah, know, that's, I, that's I a good, that's I, a
0: I, good I, little story right there. Yo, I mean, I did. I choose. I'm
1: not gonna come talk to you without like putting some effort in. I don't know. And the other thing
0: is right, like he, like he wasn't, he didn't before. We started doing what we were doing. He didn't ever watch no battle rap, right? Nah. So, like, instead of doing, like, the typical, like, you know, a uh, 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 thing where, like, it's like, oh, my God, now I got to make you sit through all this shit. Right. I'm just, like, I don't do none of that. I'm just, like, bro, like, you're going to come across shit on your own, you know? Like, now he, like, downloaded the URL app, you know, and he paid, you know, for the, for the month, you know, like. And that's natural because he's gotten into it on his own. Like it's not like me force feeding him. And mm. and even like with each of the interviews, like I might give him like a a link or two, like a particular thing or two, you know. Where I'm just like, yo, did you check out uh, uh, his battle with El uh, uh, Money against uh, Andy Milonakis? And, yeah, of course, and and Simon, oh and you know, he's like, yeah,
1: I had, I had, like yo, the second, but, like, and and that it. was a that was a parody battle. I, yeah, I no, had. No.
3: I I had was to think easy. about
1: that for a second because like at first I was confused by the ending of this battle where you, where your man jumps, uh, Dirt Nasty, and I was like, is that real? Because yeah, I know shit. I was one of the first <laughs> things I clicked on. I typed in your name and I see fucking Andy and Dirt. N- I like I woke up to Dirt Nasty's 1980 as an alarm clock for a year my girlfriend fucking hates dirt nasty on some that song made her wake up every day for a year
2: wow that's but fucking incredible I'm gonna them that. that's i better tell him that i hope you do
1: because like that, great,
3: that is too. one of my
1: favorite songs i don't know why it is preposterous but it is so amazing that everything the music video is so good the way you clowns on backpack anyway yeah. but every morning just fucking like that fucking what's his name jack whatever's fucking bar and then i gotta go check every morning for like a year it was beautiful for me but it was just an easy bond bond
0: bon bon is in the bonbon, bon, which is uh holden's wife is in the comments like i can't stand it now I oh my that. god
1: it's a real it's a real <laughs> story i fucking love yo. i'm really into all of them so when i saw you like you knew them i was like oh my god he knows those dudes like i fucks with the i like the 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 like the we are farmer song and all that like the whole vibe with riffraff and i'm forgetting the three amigos or whatever like i got really into three that amigos. for a second and not or I loco just, or three loco that's it three local
0: there we go i, I could not yeah.
1: remember the name so i mean all of that was like wow and then i'm seeing you're with them and you're battling them and you're blesser in terms of the rhyming than them you're your, your fucking style dude you i don't know what to call it but all of what you do with the battle raps is amazing like it's just you know like, uh
2: you know I, I gotta do this little shameless uh plug one time because i never thought about it like this and and when i tell people that this happened they're like wow that's crazy is uh tech nine told me that i was the hunter s thompson of rap one time
3: wow and,
2: and i was a- like damn i was like "That's pretty that's, I was like it's a crazy shit and, and i think he had just watched my o'shea battle too like right before he said that
3: mm. and,
0: uh-huh. that was another was like, thing that i made sure to grab the like, fucking beer and, and like
1: yeah. all of that shit
2: and I'm like, yo, bro, some people might not take that as a compliment, but that's the dumbest shit anybody's ever said to me. Like, straight up, like, like that's a good way to explain it because I can't explain it, it's just what I'm doing. But, like, when you hear somebody else say, you know, you sound like this or you sound like that, it, it gives me more, like, a different perspective on, like, how I'm perceived.
0: You know? Yeah, no, you can't, you can't, you you can't. It's so hard for us, like, to see ourselves, you know? Yeah. Like, you can't ever see yourself, you can't ever really hear yourself. Like, you can but you're still like it's you. So it's like you're not hearing what other people hear, you know, and you're not perceiving yourself the way that other people perceive you. So it's always really interesting when somebody who's like knowledgeable or just kind of like uh like I said with uh Holden about like that review, like in like intricate, you know?
1: Yeah, Yo, but that's just when a, you spend I the time to, to really think too. about what it
0: is that you're telling someone about it, like that's when you know. And
1: you're yeah. like, yo. Yeah, honestly, you're so interesting, Frank. You're fucking fascinating. Um
3: okay, it, So
1: let's go back to your in high school, and you link up with the L guy through detention, but you're not, like, friends because you're scary, but then you end up becoming friends. But So there's a couple of years in between there. Um, you do theater, if I'm not mistaken, at this point, and you bust in freestyles, and you're risking uh, fights or whatever by uh, clowning on people via battle rap, is what I understand the situation of your high school at this point is that pretty
2: much yeah and and in high school you know uh by that time everybody's a rapper right like there's so many people rapping and in the in the 90s everybody was fucking rapping i mean it didn't matter like you always knew somebody who was rapping or something but but you want to you got to be the best you know what i'm saying and and back then you had to battle out in public and at house parties and like you had to do that shit in, in high school and it's like there's, there's battles that you don't win. You know what I'm saying? There's, so you gonna meet that one dude from that one city and he's just got his whole clique with him and he just fucking smashed through you. So then you gotta be humbled again back to where, damn, I was only dope around my homies. You know what I'm saying? Now I gotta go be dope over there. So then I'm like, all right, who, who won it then? I'll bring me to their high school. You know what I'm saying? Let, let's go over to that high school and, and, and see what's up with these dudes. So it was a lot of uh, after school curricular, extracurricular uh, just battling motherfuckers and that's the only way you get your fucking name out you know what i'm saying with no internet yet i couldn't press no cds i wouldn't have no studio um i'm still making tapes and recording off the tape and the tape and playing that in the car and shit so uh it's just like man i just need to rap you know what i'm saying like all the time like who won it
1: yeah it's so different than my life
2: well all high school was like that
1: um so basically what happens after high school then
2: so i'm already thinking at this point like i'm the best rapper in the world i'm never gonna have to get a job or go to school or nothing (laughs) like, (laughs) like somebody gonna sign me you know what i'm saying so um this is definitely gonna happen like didn't go to college obviously and just was still doing hood shit just rapping just around motherfuckers and and uh you know, i tried to go to really try to try to go to the community college for a little bit but it was like i was like i could just leave and not get in trouble like i'm just gonna fucking leave and go smoke and rap and be a fucking jackass you know what i mean but um you know you meet somebody who oh so and so got a little studio or uh you know they got this little setup at the house and you go through and and you can record some shit. you know and this is this is maybe 99 2000 some uh and that's like mind blowing. Then you're really just like, damn, I made it. You know what I mean? You're like fucking I'm, I'm, I'm making music, like with a microphone.
3: <laughs> I remember. Uh,
2: like, you know, it's like not not in a, with a boom box and some tapes and shit, but you, still you don't have the You're still recording, all, the equipment. still got a tape and you gotta play the tape back. You know, you gotta like still get a tape of it. And it's gonna sound like shit because there's no way to like, you know, like master it or mix it or nothing, but it was fun as hell. To, uh to do shit. and i had recorded a few songs uh at, at a, a real studio and i paid like saved up some money and went to this dude had a real studio and, uh, it was my homie's dad who had a, a studio in san jose and we made like this whole thing out of it like we went down there like 10 deep like we're going to a real studio like for the first time and uh recorded a couple songs you know what i'm saying like like it wasn't leaving like a real studio though still you know what i'm saying it was like the same shit I got in my house right now, but he had it in a fucking, you know, the fucking uh, commercial uh, warehouse or whatever. And got, I had, had a couple songs, and I had them on CD. Now I got, some, now I got shit on a CD somehow, and it's the dopest shit ever because I can make copies of the shit, like burn hella copies and pass shit out. And El Money was at a fucking house party, and I still ain't seen him. But apparently he had been rapping the whole time too. But like he was just doing like extra hood shit. Where like I didn't even see like he wasn't even on my fucking radar. And we're in the same hood the whole time. <laughs> but he he went to a house party, and him and his homeboy stole a car. <laughs> and they're putting all the burned CDs in the in the in the CD player, right? <laughs> and uh, they're just throwing them out the window, like get the shit, whatever. It's fucking Atlanta's Morris fucking you know, th- just throwing all shit out the window. And they put this one in, and it's just this shitty-ass recording of some fucking dude rapping about Hayward. And he's like, yo, what the fuck is this? Then he, like, had to return the car back <laughs> to find out, like, hey, who's, CD? <laughs> who's on the CD? And like, oh, that, that's fucking Frank. That's that's Frank. And he's like, fucking Frank? Like, the same Frank? You know what I'm saying? Like, Frank Jones? Frank also Frank Jones.
3: I used to hotel. be in
0: detention with and shit. I wasn't Frank
2: Stax yet for a minute, like, till way later. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, what the fuck? So then he, like, found out where I was or some shit and, like, came through and was, like, it was rap. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we was all fucking just rapping. And then he was way doper than everybody else. But he didn't, like, show nobody ever. He wasn't, like, out, like, when he was out doing hood shit, he was just doing hood shit. He was not like, hey, listen to my raps, like I was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I'm like with the backpack of raps like hey check me out and he would just he would just all his shit was in his head memorized or whatever and he would just violently spit that shit just on some fucking murder rap and it was crazy like it was crazy um especially back then like i mean it was like just just the the, the level of fucking he had like an industry voice already you know what i'm saying like his voice was like like primed for the microphone and he rapped hella fast and it was just it was just dope it was dope as fuck so we were like all right we got to figure this shit out like Took a while before we finally could, you know, build up our own little studios to record. But yeah, that was that was that's how we got reconnected. Was because he stole a fucking car and my shitty ass burnt CD was in that motherfucker.
1: Yeah, that's it, that's crazy. That's that's like some shit that I, I told I think that was straight up in entourage.
2: He hasn't forgiven me because I was so drunk. I told the story at his wedding. And he's like, dude, my fucking grandparents are here. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> and I was so drunk, and my wife was like, why are you fucking talking all this shit? Like, and I'm like, man, I didn't even think about it. Like, I know everybody in the room, so I'm just—I was too comfortable. You know what I'm saying? At that point, like, I'm, I'm cool with his whole family. So I'm telling this whole story, and he's like, man, you had to tell that story. I was like, dude, that's probably the, the, the safest one out of all the stories we got. You <laughs> <laughs> Like, shit. This is going
0: to go there and make that up. You were like, what do you mean? This is our most heartfelt story. What? (laughs) Oh, shit.
1: I just wasn't expecting that, but it was incredible. Your storytelling is pretty incredible. Um, So y'all link up and then how would you guys just start making music or like, tell us a bit more about like the transition into this phase of life.
2: Oh man, you make me go back. So that's like almost 20 years ago. Um, So I think in like 2004, I made up, I had a, I made a bunch of money. I was doing, I was doing, um, I was hella young too. I was doing, uh, mortgages for this company called AmeriQuest. I was basically, I was basically a telemarketer and they paid the biggest motherfucking commissions, bro. Like. So twenty one years old, twenty two years old, whatever it was, like I'm getting paychecks I never even thought I was gonna see ever. So I just bought a whole I bought a whole studio. I bought I bought a booth, I bought all the Pro Tools shit, I bought a fucking two thousand dollar Apple computer. I was just like, I, what else am I gonna spend on this money? I don't I don't need to save for my future. I'm a rapper, you know what I mean? <laughs> like the fuck? And uh and my dad let me build a little spot in his garage. Like he had like a side door to his garage with like a it was just like a little storage room or something, like a closet almost outside. So, like, I could just be out there all night, and they weren't even tripping. Or, like, I could come and go, or anybody that had the key come go to the studio. But it's actually pretty dope that they, like, let people just ride up to their house and shit and fucking pop up in the studio. But uh, built a little booth. They honestly, didn't use it for that long because I didn't know how to use the shit, man. Like, we, we kind of figured it out, but we'd always have to have some nerd friend come over and fucking tweak the Pro Tools and show us how to get it recorded. And then it'd work for a minute, and then we'd fuck something up. And then um, I'll, I'll I'll know a Dutch if you remember Kodiak. Uh, that sounds familiar. He, he was a battle rapper back in the day. Like like he he passed away in, in at the end of 2014. But I was always out freestyling with him. Like I'd go to his house just to smoke and record freestyles on little tapes and shit. Like on his little mini recorder, it was like a digital mini recorder, and then he would put them on CD for us and shit like that. But um, he had gone to high school with this dude named Chris Paxton, and he's telling me, I'm like, he's at my house, me and and Kodiak at my house trying to record some shit, and he's like, you should just call Paxton. And I'm like, who's who's Paxton? He's like, oh, man, he's a dude I went to high school with, he's fucking, he's got a a real studio. I'm like, all right, whatever, so I go, and uh, he takes me to Oakland to, um, like, just, like, literally in the fucking, the the east, like, you don't want to be in that part of Oakland, like, at all. It it just happens to be where there's this cheap-ass old warehouse with a bunch of uh, rehearsal rooms and and a big-ass studio, And there's this kid in there, bro. He's like 20 years old, but he's got a band and his whole band paid money to rent the space. And he had gone to uh, Expressions College, which is like a a, a studio engineer school. And I remember Expressions. And he he was like, yo, I'm gonna start recording with this dude. You should meet him. So we go meet him and shit. He didn't have all the shit yet, you know, but he had enough to where he could record you. You could be in the other room in the booth, hit record, Pro Tools, all the shit. So I just took all of my gear and brought it to his spot. And then we kind of combined, because um, he he was also learning how to record. So me and El Money had all these fucking songs, bro, like a million songs ready to go. And he was like, I'll just record all of them for free. And uh, because he was taking it like, I- I'm learning how to record you motherfuckers too. Cause that was what his job, he's trying to get a job. He's trying to basically build up a, a, a recording studio. And that's almost like 20 years ago and that studio's still running so well today that he don't even got to fucking be there he's got people running it for him and shit. And he's out in la making music and doing all this dope shit that, that i live seriously through him so chris paxton nexus audio studios in oakland is where we did all that shit. so we're just banging out songs back to back to back to back to back
1: um yeah but there's something interesting that's also there you you brought something to the table beyond just music you had gear right like that's a part of the equation where a lot of other people's stories go and the guy wasn't as interested in me after, because you, you didn't just come like that. You're like, yo, I got this, you know, it just shows that even it isn't necessarily that you need to have gear, but that you have something value that you bring to the table beyond your serious to that level, like a display of that. I just think that's an interesting part too, that should be highlighted.
2: Well, bro, it's, it literally was, you know, back then, I mean, I bought a $2,000 keyboard a $3,000 Neumann microphone and like what better place to let that shit sit than in a real fucking studio. You know what I mean? And I'm recording there for free. So it was definitely a very synergistic, synerg- synergistic, uh, kind of synergistic. relationship.
0: Syner- yeah. Syner-
2: synergistic. synergistic. Yeah. It's like relationship do we have where we're both learning. Like I'm learning how to record. He's learning how to record. Like the right way. Uh, this actually, this microphone, he, get, this is his, he gave me this shit so I could do my little home, my little home setup. But, um, so it was a definitely learning process. That studio has grown like tremendously o- over the years. Everybody knows about that spot out here and we were like the first motherfuckers to ever record there. Everybody's been there, bro. Like you name them they have recorded in that studio now.
1: Wow. That's like really cool. Like that's I'm super just, dope. Sometimes people say stuff and I just like uh, realize it's like, <clears> a <throat> historical like big thing for music that I don't yeah, know like, a lot about Like you gotta
0: think about it. It's a it's, it's a like, studio wow. in the bay, right? so like i'm pretty sure that like if we start listing off bay area artists like frank's gonna be like yeah he recorded there too like like rafael sadiq yep of course of course so of course Raphael Sadiq would have recorded there. Tony 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 might have broke up already by then. So no, but you them. know what
2: though they did. One of them did go there. I remember he hit me up like, "Yo, Tony Tony Tony's here," and I'm like, "Which one?" And he's like, "Tony." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: maybe maybe Dwayne Wiggins, you know. Uh,
2: to, uh, Tony Tony Tony's uh, parents actually used to live around the corner from me when I lived back in Hayward. So that was that was definitely another. Uh, I was always slapping some Tony 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 too. But yeah, yeah, I so, mean like. And-
0: but the then I'm pretty yeah. sure we keep on going down the like like, of, like I, Bay Area artists know. that we can name. Like, in
2: the past twenty years, I mean, too short, Mister Fab, AP Nine. I mean, Spice One. Uh, I I, I did I did a twelve-hour studio session with with Shock G, which was just the most incredible experience ever. Rest in peace. Uh, you know, and just like the whole vibe of that spot, like it's 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 it's, it's some about it. You know what I mean, like. It's um, it's like an epicenter of all types of music, and it's not just rap. It's not a rap, it's just a rap studio. Like he said, he's in a band. They do a lot of reggae shit. Um, like full bands come there, like jazz bands and shit, record there. And he's got that whole setup, so everybody knows about that spot for sure.
1: And you're the first to go there. Yeah. I, 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 was the first, but not just that. Yeah. You well, Kodiak
2: was the first. Kodiak was the first. Yeah, that's but fair. He, You're, you're the you're
1: the first to to come in and and be here on this show, telling you're the second. Fine, Let's you're the second. You're the, Second, still like the first. You're the first and you brought gear. So oh. you helped infrastructurally build up the place.
0: I thought I thought you said shop G, my fault. I did. Uh, oh, okay. When you say yeah. shop G, I said I said rest in peace. The homie was Yeah, Humpty. Me, yeah, yeah. Chuck Humpty. B. He said no. Chuck D isn't dead. I think he might have misheard. Me.
2: No, Humpty Hump.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's like it's a pretty cool list so you're there and you guys bang out all of your songs and then what do you do after you learn how to record and have a bunch of songs
2: well the, first of all none of the shit we recorded was funny at all it was all like the most hood shit we could possibly record because that was what rap still was like we, we hadn't we hadn't kind of crossed that line yet you know we hadn't figured it out that even though when we're out the studio we're fucking hilarious you know what i mean like it, we hadn't even crossed our mind to like do no like comedy shit so but we're doing shows like we're doing hella shows and we were doing shows when like, um, like when, when Mr. Fab was coming out and like uh turf talk, like a lot of these Bay dudes were really starting to pop a little bit. We were doing shows with them, like, you know, sometimes two, two days a week. Um, and we had a couple songs that were like, that were, that were like well-known in, in the club with all of these other dudes. Uh, that kind of, it's weird, man. It's like, you know how like motherfuckers like steal shit from you and like, you know was, oh i like that it was dope I'm gonna take that idea and run with it type of thing like you know how people like do that shit but we had a lot of shit like i feel like we accidentally did influence a lot of um like the whole fucking hyphy movement like and a, and a whole bunch of shit like from the hyphy movement to fucking later on lonely island and all kind of bullshit that we influenced cuz motherfuckers were like seeing what we were doing and
0: yeah, of, i was uh, like an hour ago which was like maybe like at the beginning <laughs> 10 minutes in another 30 minutes in like i'm like little dicky copied all of this you know like so there's a whole bunch of people that we can make yeah
2: and it, it was just back then. No, but like, i hear yeah.
1: what you're saying with the clubs though because it would have been a lot of people that were like specifically dancing and seeing the legitimacy given with the clubs i talked to some dj people on how that whole side was going and that would have meant like youtube's not really a thing yet so that's the only place that people are going to be seeing what's lit happening. So if you're getting like no one club spins, that is a legit claim to make in terms of influencing all of that shit in the local. I hear what you're saying there. That's that's like big, cause that was a big movement. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean you can't ever prove anything, but you can definitely say that you were there and it happened, and then things, you know, happen.
2: I think that like when um, it, it was also like, almost like a, a normal thing where it's like, everybody wants to do go performance at, at the club and shit. Like there was just a lot of places that you could perform. And, you know, there's always like a certain, there was always a certain headliner. Like back then there was just a lot of promoting going on out here. I, I, I mean, obviously I'm kind of probably out of the scene a little bit, but in, t- in terms of like rappers doing live performances, like at all these smaller clubs out here, it don't really happen anymore because it's usually a fight or some other shit that's, that's going on and um, back then, but it was like so much like the norm to where like, okay, where are we performing at this weekend? Where are we, where are we performing at this weekend? Like, do we got to sell tickets for the show? Like we need to get, you know, hella people to come or, um, or or whatever it is, but that's still, you know what I'm saying? That's still like, we, we still weren't even really uh, scratched the surface on like our content our our musical content yet you know what i'm saying we're still working with that first kind of album that we recorded with chris the first time so we were just out pushing that for a minute
1: and then what, what changed
2: um i think it, we started, I started well me personally i started getting like i started getting like just angry with the way that like all like every like everybody was fucking rapping everybody was like oh they're so dope and all this shit but like you know at the same time i'm in, i'm i'm just i'm no better than they are because we're all doing the shit in the same spot you know what i mean like but these motherfuckers were just so whack bro and and like I, I can't even be around you like you don't like i can't but they got hella money from so uh, somebody put money in their marketing or they got like they got a little uh mini tour bus thing with their logo painted on the side but they're just so fucking ass that i can't even like and and i'm a hater bro rappers are fucking haters like i don't give a fuck you know what i'm saying like especially back then i didn't fucking i don't i don't fucking love nobody now back
0: then we're talking about prime time like that era we're talking we're definitely talking about like 2000 and 2010 right somewhere in there
2: This is no, this is back. Even I'm saying like 2004,
1: 2005.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Like between 2000 and 2010, like in in that 10 year period, like that is prominent, like time for like that to be the feeling of like, yo, too many people are doing this. You're not all good at it. Like you're fucking congesting this shit up. And like, this is trash. This is wild annoying, like incredibly annoying. I think that a lot of us, um. From back then, like there was, we 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 there was no, we we had like the most unfortunate arrow trying to get on, you know.
2: I think that also I'm trying I'm trying to like kind of fill in the gaps before I get to what like I kind of want to go off of that what you were saying, but I think that, um, you know, like earlier you say when somebody critiques your shit, that just they tell you oh it's dope, right? And nobody wants to actually critique nobody's shit or tell them what they don't like with it. They're either gonna say you fucking suck or it's fucking dope. You know, there's not gonna be any kind of intricate uh critiquing. But to me, everybody just fucking sucked. So I didn't want nothing to fucking do with you. But at the same time, that kind of made me reflect like we gotta go back to our drawing board and like really step it up so motherfuckers recognize like, damn, you guys are really way doper than us, whether it's the quality of the recordings or the content or fucking flyers or whatever the fuck it is like we need to get to where we're supposed to be in terms of like you know how, how we feel about ourselves and how we think how we're dope than all these other motherfuckers we still at that point we still ain't making no funny shit because we're fucking so angry we're just like i'm making my shit gonna be more hood than your shit you know what i'm saying like <laughs> and uh it took a minute to get to you know to get to that point
0: that's how it was back then though you yeah know? exactly Sorry. it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't like it <clears throat> It just wasn't as as like welcoming for diversity as like maybe like nowadays is.
1: Yeah, no, I hear you. Even though there know, was like, a lot of diversity, so it like, came
0: from really diverse. I mean, at
1: least as like I was still in high school then, so I was already just being along with you as the fan hater, you know, like just all right. of it too. I mean, all angles of it. <clears throat> but um, so I really appreciate what you're saying because I, I I do remember 2004. Uh, and all that but what like what what made you elevate to that point of comedy like when did you like really get to that point where you're like this angry hood shit isn't it what that like you know what was the pivotal moment
2: um i'm, I'm trying to, there was an exact there was two there was two moments but i i don't remember which one came first um but i remember i used to get a bunch of beats from from uh I don't know if you guys remember this back in the day. Like, there were certain websites that if you were a DJ, like a big name DJ, you could get a login to these websites and get all these instrumentals that everybody else can't get. Yeah, I remember that. And um, I had got that one of the, if, if I remember who the DJ's name, it was like a big, big name DJ, but I had his fucking login somehow from another DJ dude that I knew. And he was like, you know, just don't go crazy on downloading all those beats. I downloaded every motherfucking beat that, that was on that shit. And, um, I just be driving in my car listening and rapping the beats and hella high and fucking just like freestyling and making shit up. But I'm, i I fucking made up this, the shit, <laughs> uh, it was like this, it was like a Spanish guitar, like some shit, like, I forget, I, I want to say it was like a Fergie song or something, but I didn't know what it was. I didn't know whose song it was. I just had the beat. Huh. And I started, and I started saying, uh, uh, you know, chupa mi verga, chupa mi pito, chupa mi huevos on the fucking hook of it. <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm going to go record this shit. Just see what anybody says about it. And just like, just because I just was kind of feeling it. And um went to the studio. I was like, hey, let's do the song. It was like, okay, whatever. Let's just fucking, we're, we're fucking cracking up. Because like, first of all, we can't believe we're we're making this fucking- Actually fucking- recording the silliness, yeah. Um, And like, we're recording shit and- I just wrote my verse hella quick and you, you guys have to, I don't know if you probably heard the song before, Dutch, but like, like, I'm writing my shit and I don't even show it to El Money, write my verse. And I'm like, I'm gonna just go over there and he can see me through the glass, right? You know, I'm like, just just, just hit record and I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start doing my shit and, I'm, and I'm, I'm rapping my shit and I'm like, all right, run it back, let me do that again. And I look and, and he ain't even in there. And I'm like, the fuck do you go? And I stand up and I look and this motherfucker on the ground dying laughing like he's like yo <laughs> i didn't know you were gonna do none of that shit like he's <laughs> like what the fuck and i'm like me whatever the fuck like i'm saying the most wild shit ever right like my whole shit is just this <laughs> Mino chico padre, rico and like uh
3: and
2: he's just on the ground like tears coming out of his eyes like he's just fucking dying crying and um so anyways we record that song and then we record a couple other goofy songs but then really what the turning point was was um we were at a fucking uh like a hip-hop show like an event that we were supposed to perform at and when we performed back then uh chris paxton my engineer he was our drummer and we had a keyboard player that played two keyboards so we had like a little like a live band with drums and keyboards to all of our shit. and we go to these shows and we just fucking blow it out the water but we're at these shows you know what I'm saying that we're wearing like just regular shit. and every other motherfucking rapper that everybody in the building was a rapper it was like a hundreds of motherfuckers. Everybody's a rapper. Just hyphy. Just everybody's just dressed up, hyphy. gold shoes, oh, glitter the, jackets, oh. uh, you know, the big ass fucking glasses, and just all the wild shit going on. Mm-hmm. Look like a bunch of rainbows with backpacks and all that shit. And uh I, said, motherfuckers, I, I I somebody was outside and he was talking shit. And I'm like, Get the fuck out of here with your rap costume, man. And my keyboard player looks at me and he's like, rap costume. We're making the song tonight. And I'm just like, yo. So anyways, we we left out that fucking club and we went, we made the song Rap Costume, which was like huge. Like, like back then everybody fucking downloaded it or had it or whatever, like rap costume. And it was like the first it was that was like the turning point to where we're like, all right, let's just fucking make fun of all these rappers, dude. Like let's just fucking make fun of all of them. And then all of a sudden we got like 10 songs where we're just talking shit and being hella weird. And um El called me leave me let me oh, screw El- El- description. called me left me a voicemail one time and he's like yo we're gonna make it a whole album and we're gonna call it rap is a joke and i wish i saved that fucking voicemail um, but that was that then it was like that kind of hey, that nft we just kind of transcended to the next like okay now what are we really gonna do uh you know like let's get crazy
1: Alright, so, <clears throat> then you put out this album, you create this project, and I guess, uh, what happens after?
2: So, it, it takes us a while to actually put it out, because when we wanted to start working on it, we were already doing a, a, a full album with the band. Like, like we, 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 we kind of created a group that was called East Basic. And, um, I love that. And it was me, El Money, you know, Jala on the keyboards, and, and Chris was drumming. So we're still kind of trying to figure out how to do this album. And we're trying to make this album, like, the highest quality mainstream studio, just just high, high-end engineerial skills as possible. And, you know, we're, we're using live instruments, and we got singers coming in, and we got guitars and, like, all kind of crazy shit. Like, we're going crazy with this album. So we put a lot of time into that. But in the, in the background, we're kind of doing this rap as a joke shit. So it kind of was on the back burner. Like even though we had all these songs, like, should we have, like, 20-something songs that were just comedy? But we were really focused on pushing this, which we didn't really know what the fuck we were, like a band, like a rap band, but it was, like, corny. Our live performances were off the fucking hook. But in terms of it being, like, a four-person, like, gr- group, where, I mean, it just, it wasn't, like, uh, let's see, just... I feel like a lot of people were doing that shit at the time, where a lot of a lot of like hip hop dudes were doing like live bands and shit. But our show was wild, like our our, because Chris is literally one of the best drummers in the world, and and Jala been playing keyboards since he was three years old. Like the motherfucker was just he could play three keyboards at once, like crazy, and he could sing and all this other shit. So it was just hard to get four people to all like put everything into that one goal. You know what I mean? Where like Chris is running the studio, he's in four bands you is a keyboard player making beats, but he's in four bands. But me and El Money are like, yo, like all we got is this. So it was kind of hard to like um, juggle all of that shit for all of us at, at one time while we're running the studio and we're doing everything else. So we finally get that album out and it just didn't get like very well received, I guess. Um, and it was kind of like, it kind of fucking sucked for us because we put like everything into that shit. Like 24 hours a day, like literally we would have band fucking rehearsal to where we would go do these songs live. Like the the live instruments got to match the fucking shit. Like everybody, I got to have my shit down. He got to have his shit down. We're getting in like fights and shit when we're doing rehearsals because we're doing shows every weekend. And um, it, just wasn't well, it just wasn't well received. It was kind of a weird album. You know what I'm saying? It was like kind of like a Frankenstein's monster of an album to where we spent so much time on each individual song, but the album just didn't really like flow. Like I guess for a lot of people, some people they really liked it, but <laughs> it was just disappointing. Bless you. It was just disappointing for us to put, you know, put so much time into something, and then it just kind of flop. I guess. You know what Bless. I'm saying? Um, but then rap is a joke. Like, minimal effort. Like, in and out. One take. You know, using a lot of mixtape beats. Barely putting any extra energy into it. Um, very simple. Made the fucking art, the album cover on fucking Microsoft Paint. You know what I'm saying? Like, Put that shit out, and just crazy, just crazy, like just how well received it was. Like, and around the same time was when I did my first uh, grind time battle for uh, the grind time West Coast when I battled S Rock, and I had the Rappers a Joke shirt. That was like my first Rappers a Joke shirt, two thousand eight. Mm. And you know, I'm giving out CDs. I mean, I'm giving out CDs. We I, we sold more CDs and had more downloads of fucking Rappers a Joke that first CD to this day than anything else ever because we were out pushing it hard because yeah. people, people wanted it. Uh, people were coming up to me out of nowhere and quoting fucking bars from the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like um, That shit was crazy because I put so much, like a year and a half into this other album that nobody gave a fuck about. And then the rabbits joke shit was already <laughs> done. All we did was put a cover on it and here it goes. Is
0: that is that the energy just wasn't right on the other thing. You know, yeah. the energy just wasn't there and that that's like that that sometimes translates like in the music in a way that like people don't realize you know and and you guys were probably just having such a good time fucking around doing it one take willy like whatever you know Mm -hmm. just having a good time that that became fun and you could probably tell on the records that you were having a good time i mean i know i can tell like it's it was good you know
1: it's different you know like like yo it's it's just a different vibe than what you like even conceptually like like the idea that rap is inherently a joke just because like it's become the parent music or whatever i mean even in 2000 whatever it's or just the idea of looking around a room full i look at hyphy fashion and like it i don't know i I don't know that I would wear it. Like, I get it, but, like, it's so foreign to me as a concept that, like, I could see how you'd look at a sea full of people and be like, this is a rap costume.
2: But the, the, the people would see our live show, and they expect the CD to sound like that. And it did, it don't. You know what I'm saying? The live show is so dope. Let me get a CD. Get the CD. Like, what the fuck? Like, you, you, ain't, you ain't rocking and dancing the same way that you are to the fucking live shit. And it just didn't, like... It just didn't like exist. They couldn't like those two things couldn't coexist together. We right. could just take any song, we could take any song that we ever made and, and create a live version of it that was that was wild as fuck. But when you go back to the regular song, it's not what you think it was. Uh, and we kept doing that with the rappers of jokes, because we weren't gonna stop doing shows because that was the most fun part, you know what I mean? Um we used to do two hour-long sets at fucking Burning Man, at Burning Man, like on the main stage with with the whole with our whole band and shit. And it would be at the point where some random person in the crowd would be like, "Hey, do this song." I don't mean, know. We don't know who the fuck they are. We're a fucking Burning Man. You know what I mean? And we would be like, "Hey, we never did that song before live. You want to do it? Fuck it. You know what I'm saying?" But we all know the shit. So,
1: you you went to Burning. Man. What's it like to be at Burning Man?
2: What's up? every every everybody got to go once, man. Everybody got to go once. It is it is the it is the weirdest, and and you know whether drugs are your thing or drugs aren't your thing. Uh, I mean, you're in the desert for, you know, a a week in the heat and probably sleeping most of the day, partying all night, you're riding a bike. Um, for us, I think the Burning Man experience is a little bit different because we were on a show schedule, you know, and then when the shows was over, then we'd go party and, and wander out into the desert and just do wild shit. Um, wearing weird ass fucking clothes and shit. But, uh, it's pretty crazy, like the the vibe there is fucking wild. Like, you know what I mean? You're literally in the middle of the fucking desert. But I don't think I ever would have gone to Burning Man if it wasn't to perform. Like, people would ask me before, you wanna go Burning Man? I I ain't trying to see a bunch of naked dudes walking around and shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm no, 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 thank you. Um, But it's like, you wanna perform at Burning Man in front of a bunch of people who are on drugs? Hell yes. (laughs) It's the best vibe on the planet. It's yeah, like,
0: no, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's. I'd rather that, absolutely.
2: Yeah, it's crazy, bro. Like this is a bunch of people on fucking LSD and shrooms and Molly's, like on couches watching you perform your fucking heart out, and they, they're just like melting. You know what I'm saying? Like this is like the dopest shit ever for them, and so it's the dope shit ever for us. We had naked bitches dancing on stage and fucking all kind of crazy shit. Dudes were doing graffiti of us while we are performing. Um, like, Burning Man was wild, but I, I wouldn't go back. We, we went twice to do the shows. But even the second year was kinda of like, all right, like I can only survive so much of this uh you know week in the desert shit with no shower, you know what I mean?
0: Oh yeah. fuck that. No yeah, shower. I
1: can't right. I can't
0: I can't survive that at all. Like you're like you gotta do it. I'm like I gotta do it in and out. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta do it in one night. I can't I can't stay out in the desert for that long. Nah, I I'm in. mean I'm in. Uh, uh, the, the homies on the on the Zoom was telling me about, like, planning on going camping up in, like, upstate New York, you know, in the woods and shit. And they was, like, talking about it. And I was like, yo, that sounds really good, except, for, like, one thing. It's like, I hate the outside. I hate the outdoors. <laughs> like, if it's the city and we're in the, in the streets to, like, whatever, like, I'm down. But, like, being in the woods or being, like, somewhere, like, you know, like, the desert, it's just like, oh, that sounds
2: super Bro, Bro, it, it is. And it's funny, because I, I was dating this girl for a while, and her and all her friends wanted to go to Burning Man. And she's like, every year, she's like, come on, let's go to Burning Man. And I'm like, no well, fuck that. I ain't going to fucking Burning Man. I'm not going to do it. And then we break up, and then I went to Burning Man. That's <laughs> nice right? One. Like, just just by fucking chance. Like, <laughs> because Chris was like, hey, we got an opportunity to perform at Burning Man. And, of course, she hit me up like, oh, now you want to go to Burning Man? Are we broke Now you got to go to Burning Man? Like yeah bitch
1: just come see me before come see me live <laughs> that is hilarious so there are a few videos of of your of the experiences uh burning man on rap is a joke's youtube channel um yes there is I was several you have this 18 plus disclaimer on and you got past all the youtube censorship and i was just bamboozled that i was seeing this content in 2021 and i was pretty impressed that this existed i was like this is the weird it's like it look you know those memes, where like people are doing goofy rave dancing. It was like that, but nakeder. Yeah, and I was. Bro, like, it was
2: wild, bro. It was wild, and it, the vibe was crazy. But I, like I said, I won't go back. But everybody got to go once. You can go for a couple days. You know, you can go for one or two days. But we were there for the whole week, and and by the time you leave, you got to stop in Reno, get a fresh shower. You know, have a drink, get a buffet or something.
1: No, i'm definitely i would love to go but like it's it's pretty far from montreal so it's it's yeah, a it's far, a big far. trip so i like, met people
2: there from all over the world but those people from germany and england and shit it's crazy
1: i met a few people who've done it but i mean i just it looks so cool it just uh, all of it like i just want to nah, go to the desert it looks cool it looks super cool it's
0: just i don't know we know?
2: shot a music video so you're not allowed to record at burning man like when you go in there, you have to have like a press, uh, like a press badge or some shit. Like if you want to walk around with a camera, because it's a bunch of naked people. So they don't want you recording them and shit. You know what I mean? And uh and not everybody's naked, but there is a lot of motherfuckers that just walk around naked. But you, so you can't just be out recording shit. Um, so somehow I was able to because we were performing, get like this tag on my cameras that allowed us to record. Uh so the second year that we went there we decided to shoot a music video. Now the, vi- the video cameras we had were still tapes, right? Video tape. Uh No, no digital shit. We we had it, d- digital cameras just came out, but I mean, I, I'm gonna go spend money on one. I did. I had cassette tapes, and the sand has like al- alkali in it or whatever, and it like over if it gets in shit, it kind of deteriorates the shit. So we had to like make sure we kept the tapes in a safe spot and all this crazy shit. But we did. We I don't know. I don't know if you've seen the music video. We did an actual music video, of Burning Man, and nobody's ever fucking done that. At least at that point, no one had ever done that. And we did, it's called Loose Knee Dance. It was one of the ones on the Rapper's Joke. uh, The first. Yeah, no, you guys,
0: you guys' videos back then were super, it was all, all of it looked like, it was just like, bro, like you said, it was, you were hitting at a level where you were like, you know, uh, we're going to make it sound better than you. We're going to shoot our videos and with cooler ideas and cooler, you know, everything's going to fit better than you. You guys worked yeah. harder um, on the packaging than everybody else.
2: But also I had to work with what we got, like like who the fuck's recording music videos on tape on a little, on a little? Yeah. Uh, you know, so all the shit from Bernie Man, that loose knee dance video, that's that's like, that's a fucking, that's tape, that's tape footage. I had to take the tape footage and bring it to motherfucking, uh, whatever, Denevi's photo finisher or whatever the fuck down the street when I got home and have them convert the tapes into uh, into digital and and yeah. then it, and you lose quality and all that kind of shit. But yeah, yeah, it, it was the most wild and fun shit, bro. To just fucking go to Burning Man to hey, we're gonna record a fucking music video. And fuck what they tell us, because there's so much dope shit there. It's like a it's like a, a, a it's like a crackhead's playground. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Like they got
2: they got so much shit you can just hang from and play on and look at and do all the weird shit. So we're just you know we, we had to do the video.
1: I mean, I'm gonna definitely check it out after your your channel has a lot of content and you just you just kind of click randomly and then you're pleasantly surprised by all of it like i watched el money uh goofing on rappers over skype with the features he was doing and i was like this is the most amazing shit i remember that yo
2: explicit what was it called uh
1: yeah or i think the highlight of that channel is you and murphy the cop going back and forth that is that is in possibly my top 10 YouTube videos right now. Oh, I'll, wow. I'll, really? I'll, dude, that, that is amazing. Just the dynamic you guys have. The It's, it's funny. I. No, I and mean, he's a, a cop. I'm like, yo, it's like
0: you. I went, when I found out that, when you said that he's really a cop from Detroit, I was like, bro, that makes it that much better. Yeah. That, that makes real, it that real, much real better.
2: And he's hella talented, bro. He can sing, he makes hella beats. Um, I met the motherfucker on battle App.
1: Oh my like, gosh, the disaster app. in cannabis reenactment was
0: yeah, the disaster in cannabis. Okay. reenactment. So that's one that of was, the few was, battle raps you know, I had like
1: seen. A, a, so I watched a that this
0: battle rap video. Oh, you had already
2: seen
1: it. So I, I saw the original. So I saw the original cannabis thing way like way back, like the the real battle, and then I saw um, your one today actually with cannabis, and I was watching it, and I'm like this is this is pretty like spot on and when the notebook busts out and everything i'm like this is fucking great it was it was that was another amazing video
2: we went to that battle to the cannabis disaster battle and we were there in the pit with them i'm standing uh, next to avocado when they're doing like i'm in there and um it was so bad avocado
0: give context give context Avocado. Uh,
2: avocado is the greatest man to ever have in a battle rap ever because it from uh from a um uh, how do you say it, like cinematography side, like he helped elevate the shit out here on the West Coast, like to a whole nother level. So he was he's, he was always be- the man behind the camera. He actually, we sent him all the footage for the Andy Dur Nasty battle. We sent him all the footage to LA. I fucking overnighted him a bunch of the CDs on digital or some shit. And he, cause we filmed it like a movie, like with different takes. And I called him and I'm like, yo, I got this fucking battle we did. We don't know what to do with it because it wasn't a real battle. It was different takes of shit. Um, and basically, he just put it together the way that we, I didn't even have to tell him how I wanted it. He just put the shit together. You know what I'm saying? That, so the battle that you see when you watch Andy Milonakis and Dirt Nasty versus Frank Saxe at El Money is actually like a, a couple hours of footage. And we just sent it all to him and said, make it look dope. Made it look
0: dope. And how long was it? 10 minutes? I think it's about 10 minutes. Probably it's about pretty 10 dope. minutes
2: and and you know we had to do different takes and shakes we we're cracking up bro and like we all kind of wrote the shit together and like we're just like we're just cracking up and like it was hard to it, if you watch back there's little things that you could tell like how come it's lighter now than it was it was darker earlier and it's lighter now you know like yeah yeah like, yeah, like, yeah. Shit like that or, Like how come the beer can in his hand was crushed but it wasn't crushed yet like you know all this type of shit but um like when the dude drove through the alley that was all real unscripted was like leave it in there let's fucking leave it in there but we're in the pit, so that's how close to get perspective, that's how close I am to this disaster and cannabis battle. And don't get me wrong, like disaster always got the best energy ever, but we're sitting there in this battle, bro. And it's it, it was way worse in person than it is on camera. Like um, for cannabis's side, like you could feel this just you feel like shit, like you feel gross, bro. Because he's about to get fucking murdered he got no business being in this fucking ring. And we're sitting there. And yeah. Me and Money, me and Money keep looking at each other and we're like, "Yo, what the fuck? Like is this a joke? Like what the fuck?" And you could like every time there was a moment of silence, it felt like 3 hours. So we literally left the battle and w- drove on the uh, drive home like, "Hey, we got to do a reenactment for that shit. That shit was garbage." So we had made the reenactment. <laughs> we made the reenactment before they even put the video out because we knew what happened cuz we were there. So we just kind of did it based on memory. Like on oh, the first round, this happened. On third round, this happened. Whatever the fuck. And um, <laughs> we weren't going to even put it out because we, we don't like putting out long videos. Like we'll usually be like a three-minute freestyle video or some shit. So I started editing this fucking this uh, reenactment video and it's like seven, seven and a half minutes. And I'm like, fuck, dude. I'm like, I don't, I don't know if it's funny. Like I don't like, I, I can't tell if it's funny because I know like I, I know I was there and I wanted to wait until they uploaded it to um, the, the real one to upload ours. So we waited like as soon as they uploaded it, boom, we we, we, we uploaded ours. But I had to show it to a couple of people first before they were like, dude, you have to upload this. You can't not upload this. Like this it's is the really funniest funny. show I've ever seen. And I'm like, but still to me, I'm like, because I was there when I made it and I was pretty much just freestyling the whole time and then i had to edit the shit after you sit there and you watch the same fucking shit of your own shit like a million times it just gets boring to you after a while it's like not yeah, funny yeah. to me anymore i like was funny in the moment but now i'm like trying to like package it up for other people and, and I'm it's like, hard to keep
0: that same feeling of, yeah. oh I'm it's, like, God, I, yeah
2: i didn't like it no more and then i had a couple people like yo if you don't put this out you're a fucking idiot it doesn't matter if it's 100 hours long it's fucking incredible so yeah we 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 had to upload that shit and i'm glad we did
1: Yo, I'm. So I, they should
2: have uploaded. I should have had them uploaded. I was thinking it was gonna get like a million views, but it didn't get like a couple hundred thousand.
1: Yo, it was honestly a great video. Like it just brought because you you watch that that battle one time, and you never forget it for the rest of your life. So then you watch your reenactment, <laughs> and it's like mm, that's pretty spot on. Um, it's pretty spot on. I was like, it's pretty spot on. Facts. Um. Nah, but uh, Alright, so you, basically you guys do your your, your rap as a joke thing back to like the story of Frank Stax. Uh, are you Frank Stax at this point or are you Frank Jones at this point?
2: Oh, good question. Uh, I did a mixtape in 2006 when I changed to Frank Stax. Because Frank Jones was like, you know, my, me locally. Um... And it was just my name. It was like, I mean, you know, when, you, when you're young, you have like these stupid hip-hop names and shit. Like, you know, you come up with some fucking, my, my rap name is going to be Equilibrium or whatever the fuck. You know, you come yeah, up with yeah. these stupid-ass you names. you come up with crazy names. come up with no, crazy names. No, no, your friends like,
0: call you that. yeah no, 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 your no. friends are like, yeah, no. I'm going to call you that. No, no,
2: they don't. And uh, the they don't. And I remember one of my rap names was fuck. I was probably like 16 or something. It was Immune. Like I had these stupid fucking names. So then I decided to go by Frank Jones because it rhymed <laughs> with hella shit. It rhymed with hella shit.
0: I had, and, a, I had a dumb one. It
2: was Carnage Page. Carnage Page. Nobody was <laughs> calling me Carnage Page. Yeah, it's dude. Like, like No, yeah, no. No. And, uh, I'm like, damn, with the Frank Jones shit. But then Mike Jones came out. And every fucking where I went, bro, motherfuckers be like, Frank Jones. Frank who? Jones. Frank Jones. Who? who? <laughs> There's even a fucking video of me uh, competing at the Freestyle Olympics in like 2004, 2005. And Topper was the, the host. And he comes out and he's like, next to the stage we got frank jones who and i'm just like dude it's just like cringe because that was every time i went to any battle anywhere ever i was always introduced like mike jones oh yeah i was like i gotta just i was like i'm gonna just go by frank or something or like at this point i'm like i don't know man and then i I, like people used to call me nitty obviously because frank nitty people call me nitty back in the day that was like my nickname everybody called me nitty what's up nitty like every still to this day people call me nitty but you know how many fucking Frank Nitties there are in rap. That would have been the most sellout shit I yes. could have possibly done if I called myself they Frank know. Nitty
3: or Frank they White.
2: Was... You know they call me Frank White. Like I can't, I can't do that shit. So, one time my brother was like, "Uh, we're from Hayward. We all, we're all from Hayward, California. Like all of us, pretty much everybody in this whole story. And um, but Hayward is called the stack, like the haystack. And like even your mom, your grandma, everybody know where you from. I'm from the stack. That just mean that means I'm from Hayward. Like everybody knows that shit. Anybody in the Bay Area knows the stack is Hayward. Um. And my brother was like, why don't you just call yourself, like, Frank Stack or some shit? And I was like, Frank Stack? just It just sounds like Frank Stack? It just did. And I was like, what if I just said Frank Stacks? It was like Robert Stack, like, Unsolved Mysteries. That sounds better than Frank Stack. So then it was Frank Stacks. And then, like, instantly, like, the next day, went in the booth and was like, Frank Stacks? And then it was like the whole... The whole zone changed like the whole shit did a whole mixtape with frank stacks um like the whole shit just completely flipped and it was like all the other shit i was doing before was like completely irrelevant at that point and it just it just fit it just made hella sense
1: all right so we got a few more questions when did you get into like battle battles
2: so th- that whole time like in the early 2000s you know we're doing you know like whether it was high school or like you know i passed that like you know you're doing um you know just battles with who you're battling whoever the fuck wants to rap really back then but there was a couple venues that uh were always you know every month you know you can go there and sign up and you could battle and one of them was uh Tourette's Without Regrets and that's where a lot of the 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 big heavy you know hitting current day battle rap MCs came from like that was kind of like they're bringing up was at this spot called Tourette's Without Regrets I would go every I would go every month. I wouldn't rap every month because I would usually go to like watch some of the other dudes that I knew. Cause I didn't really like doing all that like battling on the stage. Like it just I don't know, like something about it bothered me. Um
0: Who was at this some um, like some of who?
2: Oh, you could go anywhere, any at any given time you could go and it's 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 Lush One. Uh Lush One was one of the first people I met there, like as a new person. Uh like first time I met him was there uh thesaurus i remember the first time he came and, and battled there i mean ill Mac, there dan tantrum kodiak old man miller Borat, rat franco uh flo uh fuck dude xi i mean if you name it if they're from the bay area and they were doing any kind of grind time shit they were at tourette's first um period so back then it was crazy because we didn't even know what that was going to turn into later but we were given a platform when we were hella young to like practice our skills on each other and that's why the West Coast, I think the West Coast battle scene got so good, because everybody that's still doing it today was they were all battling against each other that whole time, like for literally years. Um, occasionally I would go do a battle, but I was still kind of in that like I'm angry at all these rappers m- mode back then. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, like if you like if you say some shit I don't like, I'm gonna hit you. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't like that type of shit. I like on on the on the block around with a bunch of people like in a pit uh rapping i didn't like that holding a microphone battling somebody's shit i wasn't like I, I don't know i was just a dick i was a fucking hater like i said like you know what i'm saying like i didn't like what was new to me i didn't like certain shit but um but it was when i did do it i was good at it and it was cool i just didn't do a lot of it and then when they did the first uh uh grind time west coast event lush one hit me up and he was like hey i need you to come to this battle uh, he's like, it's like on camera. I'm going to send you a link so you can see. It's kind of like the WRCs. And I'm like, nah, dude, I don't really do that shit no more. Like, I'm not trying to do this shit. I'm just, I'm making this music. You know, I was working on the Rappers is a Joke album at the time. And like, I didn't want to do it. I really didn't want to do it at all. And he was like, well, your boy Kodiak is going to do it. And he's going to battle this dude. And I want, I want you to battle his buddy, this other guy, whoever the fuck it was. And I'm just like, I don't want to do it, bro. Like, I literally don't want to do it. And I remember one time, um, I don't remember what happened, but like I was going through some shit, and Lush called me again. And I remember I was driving my car in the rain, and I was fucking hammered or some some fuck. I was going through some shit, and he was like, "Dude, I need you to fucking do this battle." Like, like, like he he needed to fill a spot, and he wanted me to 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 be that spot to represent for Grindtime West Coast. Like, hella bad. I just didn't want to do it. And I finally said, "All right, fuck it, I'll do it." But I still don't want to do it. And then I find out that you got to write the battle. Now I'm hella mad. (laughs) I'm hella fucking mad, bro. I'm like, you want me to fucking write ahead of time for another dude and fucking rap about him? (laughs) 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 And fucking rap about him? I'm like, what the fuck (laughs) is this shit? And then, like, he showed me some links. That right
0: there is that classic Frank Stacks delivery right there. Like, (laughs) I, I, I couldn't
2: believe and then, and then, and then it, it, kodiak honestly kodiak was like, like and and obviously like in terms of rap in general like i i felt like i'm already like light years beyond these dudes but when it comes to that type of environment i just didn't want to fucking do it i wasn't comfortable doing it and kodiak's like look we're gonna go to the studio and we're i'm gonna force you to come to the studio with me and we're gonna practice i'm like what do you mean, we're gonna practice rap <laughs> like, we're gonna practice a rep like i'm so mad bro like i'm so like. Like it's not like like the fact that it's not freestyle. I'm like, well, I'm just gonna freestyle, and they're like, there's no beat, and I'm like, wow, you guys signed me up for the shit. Like, <laughs> that's
0: such
3: a that's such a real
0: rapper thing from there, back there. Like, there there's wow, no beat. this there's, is what we're doing now.
2: Yeah, huh? there's there's no beat. Uh, you got to write the shit. Um, there's no microphone in your hand. You're just fucking rapping. So how awkward is that? Like now I got nothing to do with my fucking hand. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just i'm like what the fuck bro like like oh my god dude so i still <sighs> didn't write this shit i still didn't write this shit but after i knew i had to do do this battle in a couple weeks and i seen the dude i had to write for so of course i think of some shit but then like the day before the fucking battle or two days before the battle the dude dropped out the battle so he got replaced with one of his homies or some shit which happened to be s rock and let's just tell him he's like yo dude all these guys are writing they're all fucking writing their shit but then i talked to dirtbag dan and he's like I'm, I'm Dirtbag Dan, bro. I'm not gonna write. I don't write. I'm gonna go in there. And, I'm a freestyle. So I'm like, yeah, fuck these fools. Let's fucking freestyle, Dan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm fuck these fucking weird ass. Fuck these weird motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? So let's, let's fuck go in there and freestyle, dude. And uh, Dan went first, and he had the easiest fucking opponent ever in the planet. Is Dirtbag Dan. Like he could have, he didn't. He could have farted on the. He could have farted on him and would have won. Like the dude sucks so bad. I had already, I had already thought of some shit that I wanted to say to the other dude. That I kind of wanted to use, but then I had to freestyle. And, and since I didn't really write it, I don't know how long the rounds are. It's just, it was the most awkward shit, but it came across on camera incredibly well as, like, you know, it I did. just demolished this fucking guy. And they're, everybody, like, who the fuck is this dude, Frank Stacks? And, you know, they sent it to, to D-REC and Matt Ills and all them back then. Like, they, they just started sending the video out. So everybody started hitting me up, like, yo, you got to do another one of these. Like, this is fucking incredible. And I'm like, man, I'm like, dude, like, I I didn't even like doing the one I just did. You know what I'm saying? Frank is like, what what do you mean? I'm, I'm like, you know how much time I just spent not preparing to prepare? You know what I'm saying? Like, even that was annoying me. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, but then the video dropped on YouTube and it got the most views I ever got on anything in like one day ever, right? At that point, like just 2008. And it was just crazy, like how well it come across on camera. Because as much as you got you're, you you know, you got nerves and shit or anxiety when you're actually doing it in the moment, mm-hmm. you're not thinking about what you're saying or if it's like having the impact or you like don't even hear people screaming and hollering and laughing and everything. But then you see the video, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm good at this shit. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of good at this shit. The comments like me, they like me in the comments. There's no haters for me in the comments. That's a new thing. So,
3: <laughs> fuck me. This but then, of course, hilarious. I'm
2: like, then, of course, I'm like, I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest of all time. Again, here we are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this you is know?
1: hilarious, though. I don't yes. often laugh. You got me laughing.
2: I should have had you laughing more, but I was—you were giving me some serious questions, bro. So I had a straight face laced. You know what I'm
1: saying? Nah, just, bro. I don't. I don't even laugh a lot. You can ask Flacco. Nah, that's laugh.
0: fucking hilarious because I—I I remember, and I can understand because I felt the same way. You know, like I remember when uh, International Pete told me never to come in there freestyling again, and I had the cameraman laughing. Bro. bro. The cameraman laughing, shaking the fucking camera laughing. And I'm like, you're going to tell me who just made your cameraman laugh when freestyling to never come in here freestyling again. And that I have to write my shit and sound like all these other generic people. Like what? It makes no sense. Like, yeah. So I understand. I understand. That, that,
2: that was like the, the evolution of battle rap not only for battle rap but for for me and a lot of other rappers because you were forced into this new uh you know this new era of this is how we do things now and you don't get yeah. a fucking choice because if you come unprepared and that dude is prepared you're gonna look like a fucking idiot you know what i'm saying
3: yeah
2: and um as good as like i still think to this day like if i'm out somewhere and motherfuck- if i'm if i'm vibing and i'm freestyling i'm gonna cook i'm gonna fucking cook it but it's still kind of hard for me to um to sit down and write some shit. um that's why i haven't done a lot of battles you know what i'm saying like i don't like putting all that energy into like i still like making music i'm still releasing music you know but I, like i just could never put that much energy into as much as i could be funny i could be funny off the top like i like for example i i did stand up one time oh my god it was the worst it was the fucking worst because you got to write jokes now <laughs> You got to write fucking, you got to write motherfucker. it's the same type of shit. My, my boy forced me to do it. He's like, you're the funniest dude I know. You just got to do it. They're doing an open mic. you like seven minutes. And I'm like writing jokes. I'm like, this is the fucking lamest shit ever because now I'm like trying to make up something that's funny. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to come up with a joke to tell, to make people laugh instead of just being myself, I'm being funny. So like I could sit up there and talk about the audience all night and clown those motherfuckers, and that would be better than the stand-up that I did. I was talking about all kinds of stupid shit. They actually took me, they said, okay, your time's up, bro. When I was on the stage. You know what I mean? Like your time's up. <laughs> and I'm like, oh I'm like dressed the same way as I am right now on stage in, in a fucking comedy club doing trying to do comedy. Um, but it's better when it's just off the top, dude. And 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 that is also how I feel about when I make music now, too. Like if I sit there and try to write a song, like and force it, it, it don't come out good. But if I throw on a beat and hit record like I did when I was in the motherfucking car, you know, when I was 16 years old and just start freestyling the first time I hear that beat, whatever fucking cadence and rhythms and shit that I got are gonna be so fucking dope that I can take that recording and then listen back to it and be like, Oh, that's how the song's supposed to go. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna make a song, I'm gonna make a song like this. So now mm-hmm. for the past like five or six years, anytime I want to write a song or anytime I want to create something, I don't even have a pen. I just hit record. And whatever comes, whatever the fuck comes off top of my head, then I will just kind of edit it up. You know what I'm saying? And I use my
0: iPhone and I just use my voice notes on my iPhone. It's the best. And that's it. Like if it's not, if I if if something doesn't, if it doesn't hit me and start hitting me immediately, then just leave it alone. Yeah. Maybe see if somebody else that I'm fucking with, you know, wants to take the lead on like that song, you know, on that beat, but like. If it's not coming to me, like I am not gonna sit there and just keep on forcing it.
2: No. It just doesn't no. make sense. No, and there was uh when um I'm trying to think. Like when we we're doing all those like all the comedy songs, right? Like those ones I would write down because a lot of it was like parody. So I have to actually you know, you gotta think about what is this person saying? Like if, if I'm gonna beat Drake right now, I need to I need to match oh my Drake. Gosh,
1: that fucking... That one with the the Future Drake song that you redid was, was fucking hilarious. That was an amazing fucking and parody.
2: Uh was it uh Future or True Chains? Or no, it was the,
1: I'm on the good cushion. Alcohol. I don't remember like your version's name of it, but it's that like fuck anyway, what are your parodies of the most hilarious? And Drake song. Yeah, I
2: dude. Understand. I, I fuck I I fucking love parodying Drake bro. he's like he's just so easy to, to, to parody. And all you gotta do is take what he's saying. Like I did back in the day, rewrite the shit to say some other shit, but make it make it dope in a different, in a whole different context, and it's 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 hella fun. So it's not even forced at that point. Um, but if some if you walk up to me and say, "Hey, let's make a car, let's make a song about uh, you know, let's make a song about um, whatever the fuck, like any rap song title you could think of, I'm gonna have a hard time writing some shit but if you don't say nothing to me and you just put on the beat and tell me to rap, I'll come up with the whole song. I'll come up with three verses and a hook right there. You know what I mean? Like, um, then edit it up. It's just it's more fun, dude. Like you said, and like uh, Dutch, like you were saying earlier, like you can feel the energy when the energy's there. But when the energy's forced, uh, that comes off too in a negative Brilliant. way. So you know, it's like it's it's the same thing. Right,
3: Absolutely. That's, that's I why that. I
0: also understood what you were saying earlier about like the not knowing, you know, the nerves. Like people don't understand. If you never battled in like modern era, they don't like understand, like for some reason, the nerves are different. Like I remember being, coming up in New York city and like battling in neighborhoods that like, I knew that like shit could go left as fuck, you know? And like, I'm here disrespecting the dude that's the dude of the area with rapping to his face, you know, and shit could go left as fuck. And I never had the type of nerves that I would have once the fucking cameras were on and we was doing shit with fucking grind time. Like it was weird, I don't know why, but like, so it's it's hard to describe how like, sometimes you'll have nerves, but it'll work to your advantage, those nerves. And those right. nerves will like, they'll come across good and it'll give your energy off really well on camera. And then sometimes like you have those nerves and like, it just like does something that it just causes you to be kind of like off beat essentially, even though there isn't the beat.
2: Yeah. You can't, you can't, you just can't, um, can't force it. Yeah. You can't force it. You can't, you can't be on point if you're not on point.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All, right. <clears throat> All right. So basically then. You got the battle rap thing going on and just lush one kind of forces you into it and then you're excellent at it and it outperforms your youtube channel but how did you get into youtube in the first place
2: uh that was just one of those things where it's like you had to um well let me clarify though we didn't upload the battle to our own youtube the battles went on the grind times youtube so they obviously had a fan base but at that time when it was uploaded like because they're uploading battles every day but that was one of those ones where everybody was like, hey, you got to watch this dude, Frank, cook this fool. So like in a, in a day when it got like 20,000 views, like that was fucking wild for anybody at that point. Right. Um. But, you know, we had a YouTube channel. I don't even think we, I, we might not even fucking had one yet at that point. Um, I'm sure we did, but not a lot on it. Like if you go back on our YouTube channel, the oldest video is probably 2012 or something like that. It's
1: like Andy Malak. I don't know how to say his last name. That. Yeah for like six seconds or something shouting you out yeah
2: i don't even know why the fuck that's on there or who uploaded it <laughs> <But>
1: you <laughs> should leave that there it's a fucking gem it's a great gem
2: that just happens to be the first video that we fucking uploaded at that point so yeah that's probably, that's probably like 2000 and maybe 2009 or
1: 10 maybe yeah it's crazy how you know all these people like how, how did you end up linking up with like I don't know andy and dirt nasty and and all of these mickey avalon i think and all these people
2: um i got a phone call
1: one time from
2: i'm trying to think what really happened or if i'm making this up
1: i love that answer
2: (laughs)
3: because
2: because because somebody i want to say back in the day youtube when i made a youtube you could message people on youtube like you could message another youtube account yeah you could okay so so i used to be on youtube talking shit and um like to other people like people in the like you used to be in the inbox like it was a fucking social media or something and i got a a message from andy milanakis on the youtube and he was like hey give me your phone number we want to call you um and I was like, Yeah, whatever. Like I just did I still get, I still gave them my phone number. Whatever the fuck whatever the Yo,
3: fuck
0: You're was. you're both weirdos, by the way. Something but, happened. But by the way, that's the fucking best way to have been for you to have been that like willing to like be like, Yeah, I'll give you my phone number, stranger online. And for him stranger online to be like, Yo, let me get your phone number so we can get some shit cracking.
2: Well, it's just it, like in, t- in two thousand nine, um, I, and this is probably 2010, as it must have been. Shit, no, 2009. The only battle I think I had out was the S Rock battle. Uh, fuck, I don't remember. I honestly, those years are all mixed up. But I still didn't believe it, anyways. But I don't give a fuck. Back then, I don't care who has my phone number. Back then, I didn't even have a fucking smartphone. It was just a fucking phone. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like all I could do on it was text hella fast with my eyes closed. Like, well, you know what I'm saying? um so anyways i get a phone call and he's like what's up dude it's andy milanakis and i'm like yeah right and then it's him and dirt nasty and somebody else uh, andre legacy or something and they were like um yo, we think you're great we want to fucking do some shit with you make some music like whatever we're gonna come to the bay for this show or something they end up coming up they ended up coming up uh, or simon dirt nasty came up and me and me and Madness went out with him for a night. Like he invited us out, and we just went, we just went fucking ape shit and had hella fun. And then a few months later is when we kind of finally started like sharing music with them and like all that type of shit. And these these dudes came to the studio. Like they came to record some songs and to do that battle. So in in the span of that day, we did like the interview for the battle. We did we filmed the battle all day and we recorded a couple songs with them. Those motherfuckers in the booth they knock their shit out faster than fucking any rapper I've been done rapping with in the booth. They go in there and one take Jake, the whole shit, like, like a fucking professional, fucking mind blowing. Like all the rappers I've been around my whole life and here, Andy Milonakis and dirt nasty come in and just one take Jake, the whole shit. And we're laughing, obviously fucking. Later. We're like, like the only time we had to stop was when they're fucking laughing. Like, they didn't have to do all. Oh, let me do that over. I didn't like how my voice, like, like rappers be doing, you know what I mean? Um, but that one day where they came to the studios it was pretty fucking productive you know we did the uh the, the battle video did a couple songs we did the rape somebody song which uh we actually had to take down for like some dirt nasty it was like getting legal shit coming at him for 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 putting that song out like it was crazy bro back then like she was she was fucking wild that rape somebody song was back when youtube had like rankings in in new new music that came out um and that song was number one for like a week on YouTube, like the song itself. And so it was getting a hell of attention, mostly negative, because it was fucking called Rape Somebody, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it was still a parody. Like it was like, you know, you can't joke about rape. Well, like I'm talking about raping fucking Beavis and Butthead on this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, but Dirt Nasty was in the middle of doing these, these college tours, and he was getting canceled. Like they were canceling him like left and right.
0: Before um, there's a cancel
2: Dude, before because of the song there's was, there was women coming with signs that say uh rape is about as funny as me chopping your dick off and like all this other type of shit and sure. uh we we performed the song live one time he came up another time we performed it live at at slims in san francisco which closed down recently but it was like one of the better live music venues there we performed that song live and it was a whole sea of people that already knew the fucking song and it was like it was fucking wild to me because it's- it wasn't like the little club experiences that we had before where people knew the song because they came to the club all the time. This was like, these people heard this shit online, you know what I'm saying? And they know the fucking words. So for me, that was like, that shit was fucking dope. But then we had to take the song out, remove him off it, re-release it, all this fucking wild shit happened. But um, yeah, we've been, I've been fucking with them still. To this day, I talk to I
0: talk to Simon like all the time. That's it dope. It's great dope. that you guys got a good relationship
3: like that.
1: Yeah, no, he has an astounding Wikipedia page. Um, anyway, his story, his, it just is It's the way. Yes, yeah, he's
2: he, he he he's a very um. He's a very interesting character. He's he's hella smart. He's been around. He's from the Bay Area too. Oh, word. Yeah, he's from he's from right here in Alameda, like just not not far at all. Okay. That's like when, he, when he comes in the 1980s, shit, he's got the all the A's gear on. Like he's really an Ace fan. Like he's from out here, he's from like. Word. States.
0: Word. So see, Which shouts we, we had a conversation in your in your um in your inbox about the A's because I was telling you how much I love your your A's jacket. And so shouts out to the A's. Specifically, shouts out to the 1989-90 yeah, uh Oakland out. A's team with Mark McGuire, Jose Canseco, Ricky Henderson, Dave Stewart, Dennis Eckersley, Don uh, Baylor. Don Baylor. Yo, O'Connor. Walt Weiss, yo, crazy team, crazy team. Shout crazy out bro.
2: to the Oakland A's. Yeah, that was some the, the back when you're back when, uh, you know, those those were your heroes back then.
1: Yeah, for real, those were my heroes. Yeah, I'm, fair enough. I don't know, I'm Canadian. I'm like, I don't, you guys aren't talking about hockey, so I'm not really, you know, <laughs> anyway. Um, no, but it's okay. So you link up with these guys, and you're doing all this YouTube stuff at some point or another, and you're involved in battles. You battle the O'Shea, is that his name? That the guy. Yeah. You battle him at some point. How does that happen? Because that's the first thing that appears when I type in Frank Stacks into YouTube.
2: Well, I I, I did the the S Rock battle, and then that that got the attention of everybody from Florida, where Grand Time started in Florida, right? So when I did the Rock battle on grind times platform and then they, um, you know, they seen that then they had become battle surgeon general in Florida, which, which, you know, at the same time, still, I'm kind of like, I don't really like doing this shit, but it was so dope to do it and see it on the video and everything. So like, plus I had just made the connection with Caustic and madness and shit like that out here. So Madness is like, Hey, we'll go, we'll go to Madness actually lived out here at the time. So he's like, "Hey, well, I'll go to Florida. We stay at my mom's house. We can stay at Cap Callis' house. We can stay, you know, uh, Smooth's house. We could do, we could do whatever we want out there for like a week." So I, I, when I went to, you know, Battle Surgeon General, uh, that was a bigger deal for everybody because everybody Surgeon General for them was like a household name on the battle rap shit. And I battled him like in it on his home, home turf, kind of. Nobody knew who the fuck I was at all. Like zero, nobody. Like who the fuck is this dude? Just came in and cooked him, and then you know it wasn't long after that video came out where don't flop called me from uh uh from england it was like we want you to battle who O'Shea, who was at the time was like their champion right so and in between that time i think dutch had hit me up and uh i was um, trying to get you yeah, uh, in norms norms had hit me up a couple times and and i remember dude and I, i'll never forget this shit because i regret it to this day <laughs> And I I forget who he wanted me to battle. If it was like somebody with X in his name, X Factor or some shit like that. And he was like, "Yeah, three minute rounds." And and I already hate writing the shit. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like I'm like at the time I'm like three minute rounds. Are you out of your fucking mind? Like, I ain't to fly out there to write to, to 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 rap for nine minutes. Like that was crazy to me. Like a minute, okay, I get it. It's a minute. You know what I mean? Or maybe a little over a minute was what we were doing back then but you know in hindsight man i'm a fucking dumbass because i'd have been on smack fucking first from, from yeah the you and 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 but i didn't know what the i didn't know what the fuck i was or wasn't doing you know what i mean um so obviously once when i got invited to don't flop i was like i'm not gonna make the same mistake twice you know i'm gonna go out there regardless if it's two minutes or whatever and it wasn't it was like 90 seconds or two minutes or something. Yeah. but still it was like damn i always regretted not battling x factor whoever the fuck it was back then it had an x in his name um you know on on fucking smack and they uh, but i didn't know i didn't fucking know
1: yeah but that's still big interesting that you decided to learn from the opportunity and uh and, and, and make it something instead of just lamenting when an x came around that's tough yeah. though i i did watch all of the battles you mentioned because i couldn't find any others so if there are others i don't i did not see them um but uh I
0: think the, the he he's like supreme the limited runs
2: limited runs yeah i think i did three one-on-one battles which is crazy because you know um i don't see myself on any type of a, a lower level than the rest of these dudes who do five of them a year still you know i did like three one-on-one battles and i did uh you know a couple parody shits here and there and then I did the two the two rumbles, the two category rumbles. Um But like we That's all grew up we, we all grew up together and shit. Like we all, you know, we've been doing this together for the most part. A lot of us, you know, like I said, I've known Lush One and Soros and Ilmac and all these dudes for for almost 20 years. So to me, it doesn't feel like I only did a couple battles. It really doesn't. Like it feels like I did just the same as everybody else. Um I I just wasn't around as much. But it just to me, like I feel like we, you know, we've been we done grew up together and shit.
1: Right. So simultaneous to that, you have all the music going on, and you guys are pushing the rap as a
0: joke.
2: We'll say that again.
1: And then at the same time, you're pushing the rap as a joke project all at, at, at the same thing. This is a music idea because I saw you have a bunch of albums that came out. Um, you have a lot of different stuff on YouTube. Um, you have a website, and it, it's hard to identify more of what it is. So like. What what is rap as a joke at this time?
2: Well, <clears throat> at this at this point, rap as a joke is it's. So we used to do the band shit. We stopped doing that, and we just started focusing everything on rap as a joke, because, um. It like like we said earlier, it's just it's just more like uh that phrase that that slogan whatever it is, you know. We started doing all this funny stuff, and and it was so appealing to everybody, but we still wanted to make. You know the music that was um, true to us, and and keep that branding. You know, um, so we wanted to make like a, a go back to the hood shit, and make make a street album, and we made a street album with with hella Bay Area features, like legends from the Bay Area, like the Jacka, AP Nine, Killate, Age Man. You know, Spice One, uh, T Nutty, like a lot of these dudes that were from this area out here, who everybody here knows who they are. But we had already kind of been had them in the studio and like we knew them like i'm hella close with ap9 and he like we would bring all these app rappers in and yeah we were making the funny shit. but then we decided okay let's do this whole let's do this whole barrier hood shit album and then we're gonna call it all jokes aside so then on the cover it's like half of the logo like the little face logo like this right here it's like the half of the face uh or whatever and it's not a funny song on the whole shit. it's just it's just slappers like all the way through so that gave us like a dynamic to where then we we did start getting more attention because we were still using the rap as a joke you know as like the the promotional aspect but then then we're really fucking rapping and we're rapping with all these dudes so when i did the um the o'shea battle was when we were pro- heavily promoting that that all jokes aside record and that motherfucker got of downloads like it was crazy uh, a lot of people were expecting more uh comical shit but then they got something that was in some ways better and and unexpected and then so it's like okay so now these fools are like yin yang you know with the fucking they got they got both bases covered um and that was like one of the that was like one of the funnest projects i did because i mean it's literally it's, it got all my favorite rappers on it like growing up like it's got i'm literally making songs with my favorite rappers and and it's not like i'm charging them oh send me a verse and like like i'm actually like in the studio like rapping with these fools that i grew up listening to which was just crazy to us both me and elmoney uh like killa tay and spice one and shit like that shit was just crazy to us people other people might not necessarily know who they are but to us it was Uh like it might as well be tupac you know what i mean Uh and um that's
0: those, those are bay area legends
2: yeah, so it's just dope to have that, and we have we still have hella music that we made with all them that we never even released because it didn't, you know, fit the album or, or fit the you know kind of what we were working with. But um, then it got to the point where okay, now we did both, uh, we did some comedy and we did some um, uh, some other shit. Now it got kind of got like where like it was almost like whatever we throw at the wall is gonna stick. So let's just throw some random shit at the wall. And um I mean, dude, it was crazy how that happened. That that that's how it got into like rape somebody, and like how extreme can we get? Like dead dead prostitute in my trunk, and like dead all, prostitute in
3: my trunk was the
0: video was really dope though.
2: Yeah, we did this shot. Your- like, we filmed like a two day like like with fucking gaffers and lighters, and like we did the whole shit. Um, because the dude that ran Tourette's without regrets, who was Jamie the Wolf uh i showed him a bunch of the songs and he was like yo this dead prostitute in the trunk he's like i want to direct it i want to just do it you just got to pay for you know the light guy's lunch and whatever the fuck and and you know go buy some costumes and, shit and uh and i want to film it i want to direct the whole thing so that was like a two day you know we had like 40 people involved that shit was crazy but that's blessed we were literally seeing how how explicit can we get how how far can we push the envelope there was no idea that we were gonna turn down. Like if, if El Money came up with an idea, I came up with an idea. We're like, all right, let's just write about it. Let's just let's just go in there and do it. And uh, uh Madness and Cap Capcallis came out one time for, for the weekend and we spent the whole night in the studio. We recorded like seven songs. and Rape Somebody was one of them, Rape Van, prostitute in the Trunk. Uh they were all they all ended up being on the album. And um uh, we did like seven fucking songs, which which was crazy because I mean it because it wasn't anything that we prepared for like it wasn't like we knew we were going to do these songs like now i get to the studio i know what i'm going to fucking do i go in there and i bang it out that was like one of those okay how many songs we'd come up with and just do them right now uh, so we did a, we did so many fucking songs it was a double album and it was called explicit the double penetration <laughs> I because it was a, it was the double disc but instead of double discs it said it says double dicks you can't tell unless you really look at it like look at this Dick, dicks one and dicks two uh and uh chris who was my engineer for all this shit he he he's a member on the grammy board at this point so he he's able to submit music uh to the grammys for review and we submitted the album for comedy for comedy album of the year in 2010, I think, and um, they hit us back. Like more people want to get physical copies of this. More people on the board want physical copies of this. And they fucking loved it, right? They And this is like a two, it's like a two CD album full of just fucking horrible vulgar shit. And we were in like the top 20 uh, to get a nomination for comedy album of the fucking year. And then it got to the point where it was like nobody's going to vote for this because, I mean, the first song is called "Rape Somebody," like you know what I mean. And I think fucking like Jimmy Kimmel or somebody won won that year or something. And I'm just like, dude, if, if 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 the powers that be let that get like a nomination, like everybody involved would have damn had a Grammy nomination. Like that shit would have been the most wildest shit ever, um, because it is hella dope. It's just a lot of content. It's so much fucking content and some songs i'm not even on some songs that El money's not even on but it's like just whatever we get whatever we wanted to come up with we just fucking recorded it and and put it on this next thing you know we got like 30 songs for this double album is fucking ridiculous
1: yeah but that's still crazy because at the end of the day you push that to the point of almost getting a grammy nomination
2: which is yeah which i mean what do you, what what could i do with the almost nomination nothing but, the, but for i me, mean it was lot. definitely some it was definitely some some uh
1: do so, Yo, you know, just kind of reinforcement. Know, top twenty of a genre according to the Grammys. I'm not like a huge fan of the Grammys. It doesn't mean a lot to me in like a personal way. Being top twenty right. of anything and, uh, is pretty pretty fucking accolade. Great. That's
0: a super accolade to just have. Top know? twenty of all no, the no, comedy th- people. There's, there's no. There's no. I doubt that anybody else in like the. Bro. Nobody's a, saying
1: shit like, rap,
0: you know what I mean? Can like come close to saying that
1: that's a huge flex.
2: Well, and when, huge. and when people were, you know, people were always saying like, you know, why don't you do more battles? Why don't you do more battles? I'm like, I, I would, if I wasn't making music, like, <laughs> like I, I feel like when I'm making beats, I'm not rapping when I'm doing battles, I'm not rapping. You know what I mean? You make beats when too? I, when, I uh, dude, I used to make I used to do. I used to make some fire ass beats, but that's all I could do when I was doing that. I couldn't put no energy into nothing else. And I would sit there and I'd make these dope ass beats. And then I can't even rap on them. I couldn't even rap on them because it was like to me, that was the whole song already. Because I didn't spend four hours on the whole beat, you know, what I'm saying like tweaking shit and doing you all were shit. On and your I'm
0: flying like, lotus shit. Yeah, then
2: I'm like, and then I'm like, I don't even want to rap on this shit.
0: So I was just giving right them now, a. This don't shit. need no nobody on it. There's a lot of yo, this generation. Yeah, I'm just of, gonna like, run to the washroom right quick. Yeah, go ahead. This, like, generation of, like, young producers, like, the, the the producers that I worked with on the Lady Bros album, the first one, um, they're, like, all, like, like, somewhere between, like, 18 to, like, 22 around there. And, like, I have been following them for, like, four years before that album. Yep. So, yep. like, I have been following them since they were, like, 14. And, like, they have, like, a whole community where like they get thousands, hundreds of thousands of plays and they don't want no, they don't necessarily want or need anybody like putting any vocals. Like they look at the beats as they made them as complete. You know, like this is the song, this is the song. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what do you mean? That's a fucking lit ass beat, bro. Like I got to rap over that. Dude, son. That's, that, that, that,
2: that's how I felt when I when I was making these shits. Cause, and when I made beats, I put I, I, I played everything out. I didn't I didn't use fruity loops and reason and shit. I I didn't know how to do that. I'd sit down in front of a big ass motif and I'd play some shit and play the drums and like all that shit. I would I would play it out and then I would I would import those audio files into Pro Tools and then I would fuck with it in Pro Tools. And then I would add samples and shit. Then I'd have my guitar homie put guitar on it, I have my bass homie put bass on it or whatever it was. Um but then it's like I it's like it's, it's to me, it was like this is its own thing. Like I can't even imagine what type of lyrics would go on it at this point because I made it. But then you give me a beat that I never heard, I'll rap on it just like that. It's yeah. just weird. It's like a weird fucking thing. And then also I wasn't rapping. I was making all these beats for a year and a half. I was I couldn't rap. I didn't, I wasn't in like I wasn't feeling it because I was you like wasn't well, in
0: I wanna, that zone. You, you want to
2: get high and sit down on my keyboard and fucking, you know, geek out on my on my keys. You know, it wasn't until Kodiak came to the studio at the time. Him and his fat ass brother came. Hella drunk walked right in the studio and fell on the keyboard and it exploded. The whole motif just like just shattered like when dude fell on it and that was the last day I ever made a beat cuz I was like I'm not going to buy another one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I ain't doing another beat anyways. And ain't nobody else was going to buy me another one, so I was like fuck it, just I guess I, I guess I got to start rapping again. Fuck.
0: <laughs> so you I mean but you do you think that you would have kept on like on that road of like producing more so than rapping if you
2: i i, I do miss it and i I still wanna do it sometimes especially now like because um you know it's something I can do at the house it's something I can do wherever you know some headphones in uh and I tell my wife every year for Christmas, so I'm like, hey, I need that new $4,000 uh, motif, XF. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's like, fuck you. But every year, I'll keep, yeah, I'm keep asking. You know what I'm saying? i get that motif this. And, I mean, uh, you can just start like, with like an app
0: nowadays. Well, I got—I but...
2: actually bought this. I actually bought this thing. A um,
0: little mini? I haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, I got
2: the little mini. I just haven't figured it out yet and <clears throat> set it
3: up.
2: You but should. I'll talk you should. About... I was fucking with Gambit and he was telling me like how he does it. I'm trying to get this was, this was like during the pandemic and shit uh, when I started getting all my shit set up. So he told me what to get. I, that's that's how that's how I'm running this mic through here right now from all the shit that uh, Gambit told me to get. Uh, but I do I do need to hit him up and fucking tell him to show me how to fucking connect all this fucking shit. Like I said, I'm not good with all that.
1: Oh, that's best. wrap too. my ass off though. Thanks. <laughs> Stop do, it. What is this? What is this rap app that you end up rapping on?
2: Okay, so Dirt Nasty calls me one day, and he's like, "Yo, there's this app out. It's it's Burner's app, and it's called Battle App. You gotta get on it." And again, I'm like, "Dude, hell no." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just sounds it just sounds like the dumbest shit ever. Because you go on it, and it's just random people talking shit. You know. Um, but there was actually some dope dude. There was some dope people on there, like dudes, chicks, everything. So I download the app. And then I start calling people, I know, like, yo, this shit is actually kind of dope. Like, because what you do is you just take the phone and you could just pick any any battle. Somebody could just record for 30 seconds. You could pick anything that anybody did that they left open for 30 seconds, and you could respond to it however the fuck you want. And usually they pick the beat. So the beat, and, and they have a hella good beat selection. Like, they got hundreds of beats, bro. They got everything you could imagine. All the Kanye shit, Drake shit, Meek Mill, fucking, you name it, it's fucking on there. Tupac, they got everybody's beats. Uh, so you could just thirty seconds, record it, boom, send it, and then when it gets sent like that, now it's a battle that gets shows up in everybody's feed. Now everybody can watch it and vote on it. So it actually became pretty fucking addictive. Um, if the owners of the app took it seriously, which is burner, but I mean he's in the cookie business, like he's he, he didn't got no time for that shit.
0: He don't uh, got no time. Uh, for like that, that like that,
2: like, like that shit would fucking that shit would that shit would have blown up. But we, the, the small time frame that I was on it maybe like under a year um I was obsessed but I was I was stuck in that shit because I could be I could hop in the car and open it up and see oh so and so sent you a battle and just respond to the shit and then just keep going and just, I was just one take jaking it all the time and just cooking fools and then people start forming posses and groups and shit and then like all this then everybody has to start getting better because now they're like oh I gotta beat this dude this dude uh like uh big T was on there for a minute, Big K was on there for a minute, uh, Awkward Awkwards was on there for a minute, but nobody really stuck stuck with it. I think a lot of the big name battle rappers didn't want to get on there and get roasted by you know Joe Schmo down the street, <sighs> type type of shit. But I'm fucking welcome to that shit, bro. I thought it was I thought it was great. Like if somebody could cook could cook me or make fun of me, and you old fat Italian dude, and that's why you never made it in rap and all this shit. I'm like, dude, this is fucking great. Like it, it, it's a place where all these people can interact with me who in other ways wouldn't have been able to. And then I battled them and they're like, oh my God. It's like Cameo, you know, that fucking app where you could whatever. Yeah, like yeah, people, yeah. People are like, oh my God, I, I battled Frank Stacks. Like that's crazy to me, right? Like, and it's crazy to me too, because it's dope. It's like dope for them. Like if I had an yeah. opportunity to do some shit like that with, you know, like like me, for example, recording with, with some of my favorite rappers, like I did, like for them, that's almost, maybe almost equally as dope to, oh fuck, I battled Frank Stacks, he killed me. You know what I mean? Like, um, <laughs> I battled Shaq. Dude, but the but the but the app it, it fell apart. Like it just started sucking. Like there was like people were filming themselves taking shits and fucking jerking off and all kind of fat bitches started getting naked. It just it got really nasty. There was no there was nobody was like censoring it or like managing it and it just.
1: That's not fun. <clears throat> yeah. No, but I really well I didn't even know that it existed if it wasn't for that like one with the cop that you put out, which again that video is priceless. Like it really just if you ever show...
2: Downloaded it if you ever really wanted to go down the rabbit hole. If you downloaded it and went to my page, I literally have like 9,000 battles, um, which are like a minute each, right? But it's so fucking funny, bro. Cause I would sit there, I would go, <laughs> you know, what I would do is I'll go, I'll go hot box the whip, you know, at night. And I'd just be on that motherfucker for like an hour. Anybody who sent me battle, I just respond. So I do back to back to back to back freestyles, not even know what I did. And then the next day, I'd go back and look <laughs> and see all the shit that I did. And it's fucking gold, like it's just pure comedy gold. So if you ever go down that fucking rabbit hole, bro, it's, it's like the in in endless content. Like I don't know how there's so much fucking content. I don't know how I still am, am married and have a job after all the fucking battle apps, <laughs> like taking up all my time, fucking just responding to all these Joe Schmo's down the street. Like this shit is crazy. That
0: that app they should have changed the name to like I Got Time.
2: Yeah, for real, because oh, they would have to. My, my it's addictive as is- fuck.
1: My favorite one that you have on that channel is like you're on your way to work and you're like late for a fucking meeting or it's it early in the morning or something and you're just fucking mad at it and I'm like, I've never felt oh I'm like with my suit yeah, yeah. I never felt bars yeah. harder in my life than that feeling because like, you like you get booked at that meeting and you're like yo that's thirty minutes before I'm supposed to even be there or whatever so you're already just off. I just felt it. I don't don't know about it. It's cool that you have that too, right? It's not just like, just vapid or goofy. It's like all of a sudden you just tap into that Carlin-esque style of human connection. That's what I think Carlin did really well. Like he connected with people at like the most regular shit and then dropped the super political on them. So you, you, you got that connecting mixed in with it. Like, I don't know. I heard your battles and I'm like how is he getting away with some of this shit but it works so beautiful It just like it's like you just have this like self-awareness to the situation that just transcends and makes it such a, a good experience like i don't know that i would want to watch anybody else write a song called rape somebody and listen to it but right, right, right. i don't know so
2: it's not... funny it, it, it's you funny
3: it's
2: I I know a lot of um obviously a lot of battle rappers and you know like if I know who they're going to battle um I say like hey you know you hey you should say this and then every time they would be like bro I can't say that like if you did it <laughs> it would work like because it, it's so fucking stupid right it's just like the dumbest shit you know and it's I'm like hey but it's fucking funny it's like yeah but if they said it they would know you said it <laughs> you know what I'm saying like <laughs> And, and it's like you can't your humor
3: is particular to you Matt.
2: yeah it's like somehow i can get away with saying like the dumbest shit ever and it doesn't sound as dumb as it is but if you looked at it on paper it's fucking stupid <laughs> you know what i mean it's fucking retarded um but yeah somehow it works So i just ran with that that's, a, that's another thing that's fucked up is because you watch these battles where i'm saying the dumbest shit ever you must think i have no vocabulary or No songs writing abilities or nothing like that because it has it's nowhere near like my bars. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like even on battle app, I have more bars than I do in a regular battle. You know what I'm saying? It's fucking hilarious. Like, but there's something about when a live battle, I just you just have to kind of be an idiot to (laughs) to win. I I don't know what that is.
1: I don't know, but it like. It almost felt like you lampooned the entire situation, but then when we talked about your feelings going into it, it's like, you didn't want to be there, you didn't really want to do it, rap is a joke, so let's do it, rap is a joke. And then you just, like, doubled down, and I was like, nah, I think that's how you get away with it. Like, there was one time where it's like, you, the shit didn't rhyme or anything, you just dropped that word. And it just worked because you're like, you know what, rappers (laughs) say this shit all the time, so fuck it. I'm going to say this shit right now. And you know what, I guarantee you it's going to work because it's so preposterous. And I'm like, yo, that was like at a level where I was like, I see what you're doing there. And that's what made it work because nobody else could do it because nobody else is calling rap a joke. Right. And it's, it's a, it's a clever campaign, man. I mean, when you really think about it, I'm like, yo, I understand where you're coming from about it. I, it's, it's, I think maybe like it's, then it, when you take it less seriously and it becomes more fun and it's like people connect with it more because in life, people don't necessarily like it when people take things too seriously is what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to learn to smile and yeah. laugh more, you know? And,
2: and it, it, just, it, it, it's just for us, it's like, you know, like you, when you talk about like the website, like what, what is it and like, what, it's kind of hard it's still kind of hard to to tell what it is but um you know one thing I, i've always said over the years was that there's because there's a lot of like joke rap or like comedy rap out there but it's it's always a, a comedian doing rap right mm. whether it's john la or a motherfucking uh lonely He's island is. john
1: la isn't that his name it's john Le joie but I'm in Montreal, so like I know it's he's it's French, right? It's a French name. Uh,
2: I, I don't know. I thought it was Lejoy. Uh, I think he even says I don't know, fucking. But he but might, like they're they're are like... comedians. They're comedians that that decided they're gonna do funny rap. But we're the only rappers that decided we're gonna do comedy, and so it started with the skill set, you know. And then it, it just combined with the other skill set that we had that we didn't know that those two things could really you know mesh together like that so it's just content bro it's just we just wanted to always do as much content we used to do freestyle fridays once one take jake go put it out you know next just just con all types of content that's that's why the rabbit hole the rabbit hole that we've created um i feel like if it ever did gain any kind of traction whether even if it's 100 years from now and i'm dead people will have an endless like amount of shit to just dig through if it, if they like one thing you know, if they like one thing, like you said, you see one thing and you can just randomly click. Like, there's this hell of shit. Like, who the fuck are these guys? They do battle raps. They fucking make hood shit. They go to Burning Man. What the fuck? What the fuck? Who? What the fuck are these yeah, guys? There's so much shit. There's so much shit that you could go through. um You know, it just, it was never just reached on that scale. Like, if we had a million YouTube followers or whatever the fuck it was, uh because it is kind of a niche thing where you got to hear about it a certain way and and just kind of like the NWA shit. It's like, hey, have you heard this new rap is a joke shit? You know what i mean like who the fuck is that um
1: yo but that's so cool like it's it's like you never sold out you know like that that's a thing that comes up the sellout shit no you just like in, in in like a very pure sense of that term you just kind of stuck to your own shit like your fucking instagram's private i'm like who the fuck keeps their instagram private frank stacks does yep i'm like it that's
2: is. serious i've always i've always had all my shit private which is which is weird because i just never cared about uh
1: social media <laughs> that's which is like weird serious and then it's like but in the meantime you got your shit unlocked for what matters you got the merch in the back you got everything there it's like you care about the things that are going to pay your bills and you just kind of ignored all the vanity shit and then all the hip people know what a frank stacks is like there are a few people oh shit somebody wanted me to ask you something when i posted the event
0: um it's wanted us to ask him about the um about the the tournament. One of the one of the one of the battles that was the the was it the one that you when you battled the who else was it that was on the list?
2: Uh I battled the source.
0: Right? No or was it the source? Was it well, Austic? What like it was a it was a big circle, of y'all.
1: Oh, at the Caddy Royale?
2: And no, that was a, yeah, oh, so somebody it
1: asked called. uh it was this guy, um, Uncle Jay on my Facebook, it was asking about the Caddy Royale and how he won because social media.
2: Oh, oh, that's a great story, actually. Um, so we did this Caddy Royale where you had to vote on it for the winner, right? And it was me versus Ilmac versus Marv1 versus Real Deal versus everybody knows. And uh, Ilmac, when the battle dropped, Ilmac goes and puts out a video on his YouTube. Like a um like just one of those, like he's standing in front of the mic, I'm gonna just spit a whole song, whatever, like just a bunch of bars, and he he's promoting Hey, go vote for me on this battle, right? Um this was fucking fantastic that this happened. I completely the this is something that you need to know about. <laughs> uh but he puts that he, he puts out this he puts out this video of him rapping and saying, you know, go vote for me on this battle that dropped. Um and they put it out on like, I don't remember if it was on Ruin Your Day or, or whatever, where obviously they had more of a, a following than me. And I'm like, I, I I listened to that shit and I was so fucking mad that he, he couldn't just let it be what it was and um, win or lose the battle that he actually promoted it that way. But it was actually kind of smart because so what I did was I ripped the video off of his YouTube and I ripped a part of the beat And I had sent it to my engineer, and he chopped it up and made a fucking instrumental out of his own beat. And then I rapped on the beat as if I was Ilmak, and then I layered the lyrics over his video. Making fun of him the whole time. And it was like two or three minutes, and it was like almost exactly like the parody was just on point. And I'm rapping on Ilmak, but I'm making fun of Ilmak. And that shit went like viral, like 60,000 views. It, it got way more views than he got on his shit, like overnight. So I'm like saying, instead of saying, you know, he says vote for Ilmac, I'm like vote for, vote for Frank Stacks on the Caddy Royale. That's the last thing I say on the battle. And I won. I won. I got all the votes. So, <laughs> he so, said, I won. I won. won. I got all the votes. That's <laughs> amazing. But I wish Like, that's what
0: you get, motherfucker. Exactly. That's don't what you. That's don't, don't fucking trying to cheat. Yeah. And so he, you were like, you know what? All right, so then. So we're going to cheat all the way. All but the I'm going to show you how to do it. Yeah,
2: dude, that's amazing. And, and, it, and, it, and it's funny because it, it, I mean, it's really incredible. And I even made the, the audio version available to download on BandLab because it, it, <laughs> it, it's like a diss song. And and, and it, that's the thing, too, like in Battle Rap. Like, I feel like, you know, people people battle and talk all this shit. And there's a lot of behind the scenes beef. Uh, maybe not as, as much now as it used to be, but like nobody was ever making diss diss songs, and uh, rest in peace, Ph. He was the only one who Lord. like I made a diss song about him, and he actually was like, you know what? That that's that's what I do. And he came back and and did a response uh, to my diss song, which was wild because I didn't think anybody would ever respond to 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 a diss song that I put out, especially the battle rap community. But then I had people hit me up like, yo, who who the fuck are you how do you have ph making a diss song about you like how did how did you do that you know what i'm saying like because people know him from 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 music as well you know what i'm saying maybe yeah. not battle rap like like not he was, more
0: so yeah he's already
2: a factor in in music in general um but i'm probably the only one that i know there might be a couple other but i've done multiple diss records uh and and, and i've murdered some shit like when I did that diss with PH, I was dissing Uno Lavos and, and Big Mac also. And uh, Big Mac told me he, he retired after that one line I had about him. Like, he just never rapped again. And uh, Cali Smooth did, like, a diss about uh, Caustic. And so I did a whole Cali Smooth diss on the Hit Him Up. I remade the Hit Him Up beat. I remember that one. And I, and I fucking cooked him, bro. I cooked him so fucking hard. And they, there was no way he could respond to that. And there was no way Mac could have responded to the one that I did. I mean, you can't. It's one of those things where it's like, but at least PH did respond. And then when I finally got to see PH again, you know, it was like, thank you for fucking responding, bro. Because I hate leaving fucking bait out there and and, and to not get taken. Like, it's got to at least be somewhat comparable, too. Like, if you can't respond, don't respond. But, (laughs) you
3: know.
0: Which is why I think that most of them don't respond, right? Like, I don't think that, like, they don't, they, 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 majority of those guys, like, you know. They they don't they don't understand the full scope of right. it and how to like really do it right in all those senses, which is why they're really good at battle rap in the format that it is. And you know? Yeah, there's dudes that are,
2: there's dudes that are doing battle rap that have never rapped.
0: Yeah, no, you already yeah, know.
2: Day in their life. Yeah. Never
0: never rapped. never rapped on a song a day in their life. Never don't understand what it's like that's,
2: to be on beat. That's also why I'm always an asshole. And that's why I don't like nobody either, because I'm a fucking hater, bro. I'll say it again and again. Like, don't expect me to love everything. And one thing I do not love is these dudes that just come in here because they're fucking super nerds of this subculture that we've created and just want to like replicate it without all of the shit that we did before. You know, whether it was riding around with a fucking boombox in your car or battling at the high schools or fucking trying to find a studio or trying to build a studio. Like you didn't do none of that shit. All you do is yeah. fucking watch YouTube. So like you were saying, like with these new kids now coming out, when the TikTokers and all the other shit, I don't give a fuck. I don't fucking like that shit. I don't like them, and uh, that's that's why I did that. That's why I did that. That that battle rap is a joke song because battle rap is now a joke because all the people that are coming in it, they're just like, hey, I want to be like this and I want to be like this and look at me. I, I can come up with a cool rap name, and 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 and
0: you know, like yo, know, the names are pretty crazy nowadays. But I'm just like, really, what the fuck? Yo, I used to hate back in the days when we were doing it. There was a lot of names and I was just like, my guy, why? How do you name yourself AC? Like, I can't look up when I Google AC, I get air conditioners <laughs> and fucking like, bro, <laughs> and like other AC. Companies that are huge, like that's the worst name, or like GA, or like it was GL. It was just two-letter names that it was like, how am I supposed? What am I supposed to do with that, bro? Like you're giving me nothing to go off of here because I can't find you. I don't even understand why you would name yourself that. If we sat here and thought about it, yeah.
2: If we sat here and thought about it, there's a lot of fools where their name, like Google, ain't gonna come up with them as a result.
0: No, no, not not at all. Them
2: as a fucking result and
0: uh uh the little homie c3 uh C- c4 where it's just like bro you're named after yeah. a very popular explosive like <laughs> like you never glad, gonna pop I, up first
2: I, I, that's why i'm glad when you look at frank stacks or rap as a joke you instantly get the search results yeah, instantly game. instantly you, you know when
0: you look up rap afterwards it, back in the days when you looked up dutch vega or even now and like uh now like flaco bay or lady bros like all that's always like, yo, I always, before I even endeavor on a thing, it's like, look it up, make sure that this is like a hundred percent as original as I think it is. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, usually is. So also,
1: you. it's convenient that rap is a is just, and liddybros.com Let's just, let's just yeah. be fair. Are yeah. both convenient type of bulletin things, but also like really sticky. Like you don't forget rap is a joke. So it was no, easy no, to no. like remember that. Type it back in. Go look at it. All Y'all branding's on point. When you go look at your Insta, even though it's private, I could still tell it's the real thing. I, I was I was impressed. The really rap cool. is a joke.
2: The rap is a joke. Instagram is uh. No, no. It, that it, one it, it, it is it is the same like the same uh like i did all the branding like the same so everything kind of matches up that one's not private but yeah no
1: but like even your like display picture on your private one kind of like validates you know this is actually frank stacks he just has a private
0: yeah, yeah. So, all the logoing is always you know on brand and everything like i like that's always something that i've always have wild respect for but i mean that's why i fuck with you heavy which is like a thing that we were on a uh, majority of guys in new york right which is like yo we don't like we're battle rapping because you know but like we make music you know and like this is just to bring attention to the music because this is about music like if you're not good at that then I just don't even understand what the fuck your existence and the circumference of what we're doing here 100%. even is for. 100%. Like, that doesn't make no sense. Like, um, so, but I understand. And back then, like, you always had, you guys always had that quality. Always. Like, the sound was quality. What y'all were doing was quality. Like, if it was a joke, it was like, yo, that was funny. That's a funny fucking joke. That's hilarious. Like, that's really funny. But like, good
1: you but it's you know, not it's, it's like, like
0: ha ha laugh at you it's like ha ha laughing with you at yeah, like, right. it's, like you could,
1: it's like you could tell that you were pushing the boundaries rather than trying to like piss people off whereas,
0: the bathroom.
1: or like you're doing it like you know why early m ms like fucking edginess is is like cool it's because you could like feel him like taking on the system in a sense and taking right. on the censorship norms in a way where I was I was part of that like 2012 YouTube life shit I, I know what it is back then where like a lot of that content was really about like you said seeing how far you could take it but what's really different is you go back to a lot of these people and you listen to their shit now and it's like the most cringy like low barrier easy kind of humor and your shit's just like astute.
3: Like, that.
1: And, I, and I say it not like a lot because like I feel like I don't know Nori does that shit on Drink Champ, so it must be effective. But the other part is like, no, I was like bamboozled that I'm listening to this content that like would uh, offend me, not necessarily offend me, but like the lack of effort put into creating shock value content is what offends me. It's not actually the content; it's the laziness right. into creating this right. bullshit. Like you you're trying to get clickbait, you're trying to go viral exactly. shit. One hundred percent. Whereas you're not trying to go viral. You were just like making shit. Or maybe you were trying to go viral. I don't really know.
2: It would have been nice. Yeah, it would have been nice. If, if yeah, We few- were making, like I said, we, whatever came to our mind, we just did it. We just recorded it. You know, it was like, if there was, a, if there was a song that was on the radio that we thought we could make fun of it, we would just fucking do it. Uh-huh. And like I said, we do, have, we do have a bunch of shit that we didn't release. It's not because it's not good. Uh, we never recorded this. We, we wouldn't go into the song knowing that it might be bad. Like everything we recorded, we pretty much put it out. Um, some stuff just didn't fit in certain places or we had too many songs on one album or, or whatever it was. But it's like, there's never a time where we you, we write a song, record it, and then be like, oh, this song sucks. Mm. So we would have known that before we got to that point. Like, this is a bad idea. We're not going to run with this. Um, but for the most part, you know, like with the, with the Lamborghini Mercy uh, remake, you know, Toyota, Corolla, like that shit was like, you know, we don't have a Lamborghini, what do we have? Well, my car's broke down. Okay, well, let's do a song about our broke down car. Okay, well, it's four fucking verses. And you have to copy uh all these motherfuckers of who's gonna be who. Like it just it just boom, it was just done like instantly because it just was easy to do it because it was like some real shit. Like everybody had a broke down car.
1: <laughs> you
2: know what I'm saying?
1: Fuck. I just I love it, right? Because again, it's that connection with people yo man you you're the kind of people that people really would probably fuck with in this next like decade just on that you get real people shit and you're like cut through all the crap like that's why i find you funny because like there's no bullshit with it it's just like but you're also like kind of aware where the line is so you're like not trying to offend people you're just spitting truths and whatnot and they just happen to be done in a hilarious way Um, we're not
2: trying to we're never trying to piss anybody off Push boundaries with what comes out of our mouth, maybe a little bit in terms of rap, but you know we're not trying to be anti PC culture or anti, you know, whatever. It's just rap is a joke is like, like El Money said it the best one time. He said, uh, "Rap is already an exaggeration of life, right? Like I got all right. the bitch, I got all the bitches, I got all the money, I sell all the drugs, uh, I I killed everybody, I'm a killer, but the numbers don't add up." <laughs> uh, so so rap is a joke is an exaggeration of that exaggeration you know it's satire it's parody whatever you want to call it but we take that you know and then we amplify it by a lot and it's like oh you 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 got hoes well i i i bury them i put hoes <laughs> in the trunk you know what i mean like okay let's take that and, and and run with it oh you fucking uh you know you 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 be having threesomes with chicks what about we did a song about we were having a threesome with a chick and we turned the lights on and it was a dude there. Wait like, wait a minute. What just happened? Let's bring it back. Let's fucking, you know, let's be, let's do some shit that's like nobody's nobody else is doing, but just make it extreme as fuck. Like, just make it and hilarious. Like, it's gotta be, like, if we're not laughing when we're doing it, it ain't, it ain't funny. Like, we gotta be laughing while we're fucking doing this shit. Like I said, when Money was laying on the ground when I did that first fucking song, I couldn't see him in there. It's like, that's how every, all the vibe has to be. There's no way I could go in the booth and start rapping about all the stupid ass shit that I'm fucking rapping about, and then not like do it and do it with a straight face the whole time. Like <laughs> it's got to be fun, man.
1: Oh, my, I like it. I like all of your process. I like how open minded you are to even do the things you don't want to do just because it's like a, a good thing to do. Like you're an incredible person who's been doing music stuff for more than two decades, as I understand it, and you're still doing it to this day. Because the last I saw was some COVID babies video on YouTube, um, which, oh, man.
0: which is, oh, what? to which I I was like, I think you might, technically speaking, have a COVID baby, right? I don't know if that's uh, we uh, did
2: uh we did a, like a song. We were we went to the studio to mix some shit and Chris was like, Hey, let's 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 do a like while we were in between mixing my songs, he was like, Let's make a, a COVID a COVID song. I'll make a beat real quick. You just make a because uh, we were just like goofing around and I started saying uh, oh Corona baby it was called Corona I got a Corona mm-hmm. baby. Nine months later I got a Corona baby. Like talking about everybody stuck in the house so everybody's getting pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh so we just literally that was like the quickest thing because I'm like we gotta mix this song and we gotta mix this song. And he was like, I'm not mixing none of your shit until we do this song. (laughs) And uh, so we just did it real quick. I forgot we even fucking did that so you fucking said it.
1: Yeah. No, I just thought it was funny. Like, again, because it's like, you think about it now, and you're like, every single baby that's born today is a corona baby.
3: Yep. Yep.
2: That was a
1: year ago. I don't know. Um, So what's next for you? Like, what is the future hold for Frank Stacks?
2: Um, I'm, I'm still releasing shit. I mean, there's a lot. What I would like to do is, if I have time and things get a little bit back to normal, is shoot a bunch of videos uh, for these songs that I got. The songs that I got that I just finished are are, probably my best shit. It's a a solo album. It's called Stack of Belly. And it's where that Battle Rap is a Joke song is on there and a couple other ones. But it's probably the best shit I've ever done. And it's only like one funny song. It's like 15 or 16 songs. Only one of them funny. And the one that's funny is so fucking good it could probably go viral if i had the right video so i'm kind of just kind of slowly putting out some of the audio on these but i really just want to get you know get get some good videos to going for for some of these videos or some of these songs and uh and keep releasing but i haven't written anything in a minute it's 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 hard for me to write uh new when i haven't finished the previous if that makes sense
1: yeah that makes all the sense i really i relate to that heavy um i don't know uh not bad it's fresh so just trying
2: to get people to the website just trying to sell you know sell all this fucking merch because um, it's endless uh there's hella shit i made so much shit on there it's just there's hella shit um there's music on there, videos on the rep on the Joke website i'm just trying to get people on there to to do whatever the fuck they want on there If they want to watch videos or listen to music or buy a shirt you know whatever <laughs> i
1: like that plug but, yeah, it definitely it's something you should do. The link is in the description for everybody. And it's com. So it's one of those times you don't even really need the link because you can type that in rapisajoke. Right, yeah. And it's yep. real simple. Can't um, forget that. No, nah, you really really can't. It, it's it's really clever. And I, it's like, I don't know, I like it. I said that, though, a bunch. Um, I don't know what else to say at this moment. I think you've been, like, super interesting. And, like, you just your whole approach to life is riveting like i just yeah would you go on twitch because like i'd fucking watch you talk about shit on twitch you know
2: it's funny people keep telling me like oh you need to do a youtube channel or get on twitch and and do all this shit but i don't have no time for none of that shit nor would i even have the time to figure it out like i said i built this little studio set up here i didn't even fucking figure this shit out i should be making songs in my house um but yeah like if i had more downtime and you know i would be putting out non-stop content and going live and you know doing all that kind of shit a lot more frequently um than i do now obviously i mean than i have over the years really i mean you know in general over the years i should have been doing more but still i still feel like i got more content than the next man um yeah no you do like whether i whether i died or a lot of it's like timeless you know so it's it's anybody can find it at any time and and be like wow all right cool i like this or they don't like it but if they like it they're gonna like the rest of it too you know what I'm saying? yeah if they're gonna if they
0: like it they have a whole like uh, uh catalog or the stuff to just
1: no for real like, dig into. like it's so like when you said that you can just go on that app and there's like nine thousand 000 frank stack just videos just sitting there it's like oh, i didn't even know that was the thing i just didn't know it was there and yeah. now i have a reason to download this app and like actually go look into it you know like I you mean... know,
2: we did i did i did an album with madness uh from florida tony madness um critical madness another battle rapper and obviously i had been making music with with el money like the whole time and our whole our whole approach was we just go to the studio and we just come up with shit like whatever we, like i said we just come up with do it when with madness we decided we finally wanted decided we want to do album uh, I want to send you this. I wanted to mention it earlier because we have a song on there called The 80s and we have a song on there called The 90s. And it's our descriptions of both and what how they influenced us, right? And there's a music video for both of them, which are fucking wild, that uh, Kruger from Don't Flop in England did, made the videos. But our approach to that album... Who's
0: great at making
2: videos, by the way. Right, it's fantastic. And, and you know, but Tony lives in Florida. So I'm like, yo, if we do this album, you're going to fly out here. We're gonna pay for studio time, but we had to be like done, ready to go. So when he came out here, we just banged the whole album out in in, in two days. Everything was you know memorized and everything ready to go. That was probably the most uh, fastest, most cohesive like mapped out project that I've ever done. Like where we already knew the track list going into it. You know, we already knew like what beats, we already knew who's doing what hook, what features we're gonna have come through. Like, so in two days, we had to package that whole thing. And um, it, it, it's incredible. It sounds incredible. The the quality is probably some of the best quality we've ever had. But it wasn't, uh, it, 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 at that point, it's like work. It's like a job. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to, sh- we got to show up and do our job. And we did. And we killed it. And, and Madness, on his last verse of the last song, he does like 60 bars or some shit. He fucking murdered that shit. And as soon as he was done, he just fucking threw up. He was like, that's it. He's like, I put it all out there we're done let's go home i guess it like we like literally killed it and puked his guts out and uh it it was like hard work but it was like the dopest hard work i've ever done on an album because we were playing around getting free studio time coming up with weird songs you know like having fun we treated it like let's go out there and make the make the dopest shit we've ever made So that that would probably be the best album um that i've ever done like like as a whole like the whole project other than the shit i'm working on right now that i'm putting out but yeah i can't can't go without saying that i did that that project with tony
1: that shit was crazy man i bet you got a lot i bet you got tons more stories and a bunch of interesting things that you could go on about um yeah but do you have like like any like big last things you want to convey to the folks out there
2: um I don't know man i guess just check me out you know what i'm saying like i i'm not like sitting here trying to um you know take over the world anymore and and do tours and do all the shit that i'm doing but uh you know just check me out it's, it's entertaining i like entertaining people i like i like making shit that that people enjoy whether they're listening to it or watching it or whatever the fuck it is i appreciate you guys having me on the show because i, I do, do have a lot of stories i do got a lot of shit to talk about um but fuck we went for three hours and i could probably go for another three i've been holding my piss for about two but um you know <laughs> just check it out check out Rappers joke youtube get you know especially the you know, little blunt get silly you know check out the website buy a shirt fucking uh
0: i shirt, sure,
2: yo. I i'll sure. be around i'll be i'll, I'll, I'll be i promise it, you you
0: will not regret it you show up somewhere with your rap is a joke shirt you're gonna be the hit of the motherfucking, I, so, I also
2: got the the rap costume shirt too, right there. So you can put that on with your rap costume. You know
0: Facts go on rapasajoke dot Frank, bless, bro. Like, thank you so much for being a brother and a comrade all these years. You know, you my guy. You know how much I love you, and you know that that shit's endless. You know, till, no
2: more. I, I can't wait till uh me and the wife finally come out there one day we'll all get down
0: facts facts now as soon as as soon as things clear up we start discussing that yeah
1: all right cool man i appreciate you coming through for real i really enjoyed this chat like i don't know i thought you see the world you do a lot of things that are nifty but like still kind of keep it yourself and that's that's inspiring you know just when when you're trying to move in the world it's it's inspiring to see that some people can still just be themselves as they they grow up like there's to put it you know like so that's cool to see uh so thank you for just doing this because it meant it means a lot and thank you all for that watched it live and those that watch it in the future uh you all appreciate it too because that like you know it's a show we all like to have the we love that you. <laughs> um thanks for end of the week for hosting it make sure that everybody goes and follows into the week everywhere at eowtv i think i said that right yes W-2-8. that's it yes. put that slash on your platform and you'll find them um and yeah just thank you all again one more time i appreciate it for real reals it's been a blast and you yeah, will live long and prosper everybody like follow subscribe all that good shit it's a terrible ending Hold on guys